Hello everyone and welcome to the Guild Wars 2 podcast, The Lightbringers. We are back for episode potentially 12, I think. It could be more or less than that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's either 12 or 13. But today we are going to talk about Guild Wars 2, obviously. We're going to also going to talk about instance content like dungeons, strikes, fractals and raids. So party and squad based kind of instance content. And I have... Some awesome guests, some new faces, different peeps that we have not seen before, and one that we have seen many times, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. Uh, (laughs) Today we have on the show, Lorani, Kruf, and Rocker, who have joined us. It's good to see them, and I'm going to get them to do a bit of an intro before we start talking about the things. Kruf, hello! How are you? Are you good? I'm doing wonderful. And might I just say, I think Gorseville licked me one time. So I think that Minnie likes me, you know? I think we have something going on. But hi, everyone. I'm happy to be back. Um, I'm Kroof. I do some YouTube stuff and I do some Twitch stuff. Mostly YouTube. I'm getting back into streaming and all that wonderful things. Nouns, verbs, adjectives. Um, Yeah, thank you. I love how you started that. Always, as usual, just, I was going to say from the heart, but I was doing that. I was like, I'm not Doctor Who. <laughs> like Doctor Who it, no, it's not from the heart. To... It's from the appendix. Yeah. Okay, cool. What if you don't have an appendix? Like, what do you do? <laughs> you can think about buy that. Buy one on layaway? <laughs> Why would you want to buy an appendix if you had it removed? <laughs> Seems like the worst thing to do. Okay, proof. Amazing to have you here again. Thank you very much. As per usual. Uh, Rocker, hello. How are you? What's going on? Tell us what you do. Where you doing? Are you good? Well, uh, I mean, I don't really do much anymore, if I'm honest. I used to be a streamer in the Guild Wars 2 scene. You may know me if you're you're a bit of a boomer. But um, yeah, nowadays (laughs) I just uh, hang in podcasts and occasionally try to join one if if I get invited. So thanks for having me. And I'm looking forward to a great podcast. Awesome. It's great to have you here, man. Good peeps. Good peeps indeed. So, as well, we have... I'm going to say Lara, because I think Lara is the, like... I don't know, you said it was okay to call you Lara. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, awesome. How are you doing today? As long as you don't say Laura, Like, Laura. The, with A-U. Oh, that, no, that's, no, no, that's no, no. That's when I... Okay. Yeah. I can, I can kind of read sometimes. Although, the stream might tell you that I can't... So that is also something that could happen. Um, reading is hard. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> Laura, do you want to tell us a little bit about your stream, when, when, you, when you stream, what you do on Twitch and whatnot? Totally, totally. Cool. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Lorena C. I like Guilty 2. Um, I, I used to just be like a YouTuber, um, but last year I got into Twitch, which has been super fun. You know, I used to just like make one video every three months, so I never really felt like I got to know people. Um, but Twitch has been really cool, you know, I'm just like talking to people and I even got invited to like an amazing podcast today. This is like dreams come true. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. No, absolutely big pleasure to have you here and everyone here as per usual. So, oh, this is a topic I wasn't sure about. Um, <laughs> I was not sure about this topic at all. Uh, chat as well. Hello. We are doing this live on twitch.tv slash It is every two weeks on a Friday. 
Uh, today is the 23rd of April, so you will be able to maybe think about coming here live. If you're listening on Spotify or anyone else, or anyone else listening to it on anyone else, uh, leave that to your imagination. Anchor.fm slash Jebra as well. Um, and you can come and listen to all the sick things, even live as well. So thank you very much for coming. If you have anything you want to say in chat and you want to ask questions, um, or look at the chat from time to time, but the main focus is here on the people we have in the room. So if you feel free to make comments and stuff, and maybe we can talk about what you're talking about as well. Um, so I did, uh, so I was doing my schoolwork last night. Uh, I'm in university, of course. Studious. Yes, and then I was like, I want to finish this. So I was in that kind of mood of research, right? I'm looking at things. Um, And because we're talking about raids and dungeons and fractals and strikes and whatnot, um, I was like, okay, so dungeons came out with the launch of Guild Wars 2. um, And I was looking on their YouTube channel, and I was like, did they hype up dungeons much? I remember they kind of went through it on a live stream once or twice. But other than that, like... This is the only thing I had uh, that I could find. I'm going to show it on stream as well. But all it is, is the intro to You're the reinforcements. Ascalonian Catacombs. <laughs> Pre-launch on the YouTube channel for Guild Wars 2. This, this was like the only content I could find other than live streams. That is like a really epic cutscene, though. It is. It is it's very just... good. Go on, sorry, Lara. It just it doesn't really talk about like what dungeons are. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was it was like the only thing. Um, and it, what I was trying to do was I was trying to come up with some kind of idea as to why they didn't kind of continue with dungeons. So if you're new to Guild Wars and you're listening to this and you're wondering what's Jabra talking about. Um, they have got different instant content in Guild Wars 2. Dungeons, uh, which is just a party of people, and then you've got Fractals, which is the same, uh, but they're very, very much shorter. Um, and there's a difficulty scaling as well. There's somewhat of a difficulty scaling in Dungeons, obviously, as well. And then you've got Raids, obviously, which is, you know, 10, ma- ten person, and then you've got Strikes, which is 10 person as well, but shorter. Um, and... Yeah, this is kind of what the podcast is going to be about today. So I'm just going to ask these awesome people their opinions about all the things. But that's all I could really find on their YouTube. Like, there was literally nothing else. And I was just very surprised by that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Dungeons were actually a fairly late addition to Guild Wars 2, right? And I haven't really been following stuff so so closely back then. Mm -hmm. But I think to have had this talk before... Uh, when people said that dungeons were basically kind of like last minute, a little bit rushed um, to create some sort of PvE endgame, which was still kind of lacking when they were going to release Guild Wars 2. So... Uh, dungeons were with release, yeah. They were in the game. Yeah, yeah, they were with yeah, yeah. release, but like they weren't, but you know, they were apparently one of the fairly late things they, they, they got to work on. So like they had a little bit less development time maybe than other things. And I'm not 100% sure, so call me out on this. If this I, was, I do if actually, this uh, I incorrect. do remember that in the first like ever trailer they released for the game, uh, like the big teaser trailer, there was like a bit where they showed Ascon Catacombs. Yeah. Like, like people running down the staircase. Um, I think you might be right though. I'm absolutely not sure about this, but I'm I just, yeah. you know, in the context mm-hmm. of you saying that these didn't get really hyped up, it just came back to me too. Um, yeah. You know, that I think somebody said this to me before. This is the thing. It's like, 
Well, that that trailer was um, like easily a year plus, like from when they released the game. Like this was June two thousand eleven. So I think I think Dungeons was something they were very excited about um, during their live streams. Like I remember seeing footage about mm-hmm. it, like on stream and stuff, and then talking about it. Now I got excited because that Ascalonian Catkins was the first thing I saw because you didn't need to have because it wasn't like advertised as Guild Wars two trinity right it wasn't like tank healer support you know whatever uh damage it was more like you know you can run through this dungeon you can have your own heals and i think that's how they advertise guild wars 2 a little bit when they did talk about dungeons it was like you can play your own way kind of thing um because we didn't know toughness was the tankster (laughs) basically to comment on what reader geek says like i think you would have to define what you mean by early in terms of like in the studios if like right before Mm. they were actually talking about field wars 2 it was the last thing they worked on that could be the case but i remember them and they do have videos of like showing off the dungeon weapons for ascalon catacombs and particularly pinpointing how this weapon set changes depending on the day and the night and they actually showed that back when they had the energy system on every single back so it was they they talked about it I don't remember them like waiting a whole long time to talk about it, but it could be the case where dungeons might have been one of the final things they worked on before talking about the game. Perhaps I don't have any knowledge on that, um, but if that's the whisperings in the wind, that that could be. <laughs> I, I may be completely wrong. I yeah, may be no, completely, I like, you're making me doubt myself more and more. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm really not sure about this. The thing is, even if they did show off stuff early, though, especially like weapon skins or maybe like a part of the setting of the dungeon itself, that doesn't mean that necessarily the dungeon was done early on, right? That can just mean true. that they had, true. like, you know, they had yeah. the concepts done. They had the mm. maybe the layouts of the rooms done, but the actual coding may still have happened fairly late, right? So maybe that's yeah. where that's coming from. But I mm. uh, really don't know. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable at this point to to make any claims about when dungeons were developed or anything. Mm-hmm. I definitely think they wanted to have dungeons like in the game from very early on because they were talking about the sets and showing like some concept art and stuff. Um, but again. I guess we have no clue when they actually like worked on them and actually made them work. Um, I, I guess that's, that's the thing, though. So, is, is it is are you saying that because you're not sure? Like Rocket, is it that is there a feeling that dungeons weren't really done? I'm saying trying to say this in a way. I, but I'm going to say my opinion on on dungeons very very quickly to kind of set maybe a tone. But I actually really like dungeons in Guild Wars too. I actually really like them. Um, the only reason I don't do them is because of the raw rewards of them, um, which is, you know, why, you know, I mean, obviously you play, play a game to enjoy the content and everything else, but a lot of it is rewards for me that, that yeah. kind of is, is, the, is the issue and probably why they didn't get played that much. Um, and I think that's really the only thing that I'm sad about. Uh, but... Is it, I mean, who? I'm not sure if anyone wants to pipe in and say how much they, if they enjoy dungeon, if they dislike dungeons at all, or. Well, I would. I guess in. I'll also pipe in and say, like, yeah. I I really love dungeons, especially right now, because I've recently gone back and played a bunch of dungeons with my friends on stream and stuff, and it's been a a wonderful experience. It's definitely a different experience current day because the balancing is so different elite specializations drastically change mm-hmm. combat how easy and hard things are and uh, playing the early dungeons in particular are 
a lot of fun and they definitely give you a sense of nostalgia. Um, but I think as a whole, I would have preferred if they maybe focused a bit more on a soft Trinity, because especially back in the day, it was pretty much damage and that's it. Yeah. And part of me would have liked some of, of a more traditional idea on how to structure a game and how roles are actually executed. And I feel as the dungeons went on, when you got to higher levels, they like, or, or in particular feels almost unfinished or like they had so many plans for it, but it Mm. didn't necessarily come to fruition uh, in the end. But as a whole, I think dungeons are a fantastic mode in Guild Wars 2. And And, I still find uh, enjoyment in it today. And that's kind of the thing, right? Just when I said earlier that uh, they may have been uh, started on to to develop fairly late, but I'm not doubting that they were always planned, right? I absolutely Mm -hmm. believe they were always planned, Mm -hmm. and I'm not doubting that at all. Um, But dungeons do have a history of being buggy. Dungeons have a history of a lot of boss AI being broken, terrain being broken until this day because they were never quite able to finish it. They had, as far as I know, a very small number of devs actually work on them. And I think the, I mean, the dungeon code, like the whole spaghetti code meme, if you've been around, right? Like that's, that persists to this day. And one of the big reasons why we assume that dungeons don't get updated anymore. And -hmm. even why people speculate the reason why they went to fractals is actually in part because the devs that created the dungeons moved on from the studio fairly early around, like before Heart of Thorns. So they weren't really able to easily patch this time in a time efficient time efficient manner anymore to the point where it's even you know like not even really worth to like continue the entire format right so um mm-hmm. so i think there are some points mm-hmm. to be made maybe in that aspect that they maybe were a little bit lackluster in terms of uh, development and how much time there maybe was and resources were spent on them um but regardless i personally i love dungeons right dungeons were how i basically got into pve and like uh into instance content i i imagine most people got into content it, it is the earliest available sort of instance group content in the game right except for yeah. maybe story but so um yeah, no, i loved it i love back in the day that the, the every guild used to do like two nights a week they used to do like training runs for dungeons that was awesome i loved it yeah and you had the paths and stuff i mean some people have said uh i'm really geek and some others have said that you know there is the only problem with the dungeons is they are quite long they're longer so it takes a while for i guess for uh to create that content as well it would take would have taken significant longer significantly longer than uh like a fractal which is around now obviously and like you said i think i was trying to find information about the the people who worked on the on the dungeon i think i think you're right that they did move on i'm not sure if they did it i'm I don't know about not continuing stuff because people move on. I'm not sure about that, but I'm, 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 I'm uh, again. This is. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, I can't say anything about this confirmed. Obviously, right? I don't. Yeah, I haven't yeah. talked it's, to the it's, anything it's about this. Talk, but uh, yeah. this, this, I mean, this just used to always like kind of be the the common perception of uh, well, the the spaghetti codes, right? Like, and uh, they can't fix them, so we move on to fractals, right? But that's yeah. I'm just, I'm not sure that's more of a. Yeah. unconfirmed rumor kind of thing yeah i think that's i think we all know that as well in, in terms of guild wars 2 there's definitely some stuff that they wish they had done differently in terms of coding and stuff like that you know and i, I think that's true of pretty much most mmorpgs as well probably i know it's true for you so i know it's true for 
Final Fantasy fourteen. I know it's true for yeah, WoW, yeah. obviously, because they've just been around for so long and different tech comes mm-hmm. out that you need to, you know, adjust and implement and you can't because Absolutely. of things in the past. So it's, it is difficult. Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> That's true. I also just feel like um, the thing with Dungeons also was that when they first came out, I feel like you could... St- I think I think I'm remembering this correctly, but I think yep. you could waypoints even while other people were like in combat. Um, like this was literally like the first like two months of the game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's it's hard to say like um, how how these dungeons were like properly designed. You know, when you stress test them, when you like throw players in that are really trying to be super good and and are trying to like speech run these. I, I feel like this was. You know, Arena's first attempt at making instance content like this. Um, and then something else that I thought happened a lot was people just running the short paths. And then I guess Fractals was kind of a nice way to to sort of like take a look back at all the things that went well, all the things that went wrong, and then try to like create some new framework that, that works well. And then, mm. and funny enough, right, the way Fractal started out, if you remember the, the, the kind of RNG path that you chose, people still oh. did the same thing, right? People would, like, queue in all the time <laughs> to get the, to always start on some plan so that you have the shortest possible uh, time investment. That's the thing. Time investment in MMOs, I find to be so strange. Just... As, uh, you don't I guess I'm, I'm a type of person. <laughs> don't get me on this rant. <laughs> don't get me on the rant. Yeah, bro, come down this road with me. It shall be fun. We have candy. But I like to. I like when I'm playing an MMO to feel invested. And I guess it just might be, you know, where I was young. You know, not many responsibilities and all that stuff. But of course, growing growing up and growing older, you begin to realize that not everybody has a lot of time but when it comes to mmos i don't necessarily mind having longer form content and really intricate or depending on the work might not be super intricate but things that can take time and it's playing an mmo when a lot of people try to go for the shortest thing it feels like you yourself are being pulled in that direction where you have to kind of play the shortest thing because that's the most efficient and that's the thing everybody's doing so yeah it doesn't really matter if you like the long content it's harder to find people to actually do it with you sometimes Mm. so i think overall it's smarter to make a bit shorter shortened content where it doesn't take necessarily like two hours to complete yeah Yeah, i think think you raise a great point there and um I think that's actually one of the big strengths of dungeons, right? Regardless of like people, they're very um, variable in how much time you can spend on them, right? Like because you you can have uh, just like thirty minutes and do one or two quick dungeons, uh, but you could also back in the day do like your whole five hour dungeon tour or something, right? Or like do your daily mm-hmm. uh, two to three hour dungeon tour, and. Um, and I think this ties into like also the daily system because dungeons back in the day weren't. Um, you didn't have your three daily dungeons that you do like you do with fractals, but instead you you had the choice to do all of them and you'd get good rewards if you do all of them or you can fit them to your own schedule, right? And like cut down your time tonight because you have other plans or something. Yeah. Hmm. Dungeons, yeah, so they, they did release, they released the dungeons and then that was it, basically. But like, just thinking about, and just quickly, was it, did it, what, did do people have a favorite dungeon? Like Lara, do you have a favorite dungeon that you like, or is it like? Yes. So long? You do. Okay, good. 
<laughs> I was hoping, my, like, my favorite dungeon, <laughs> and I feel incredibly unoriginal even saying this, um, but it has it has to be Ascon Catacombs because that's the one I ran over and over and over. Uh, at some point, I I wanted to make lots of goals, so I started to solo one of the dungeon paths. Um, so I had like all build that was like specifically for that path, and then the end I would like invite people from LFG, and they would pay me, and then I would kill the boss. And that was, that was how I made gold. <gasps> Just like doing oh, the same company catacombs pop uh, over and over. You Those... got paid for dungeon runs. Yeah. <laughs> How much gold did you get? I it wasn't even that much because then, I was yeah. I was very good. So it took me a while. But it was just fun. Make that money. You know? <laughs> I think also a big thing about dungeons nowadays is people do them for fun, really, right? Because the, the yeah. money rewards aren't that good. Yeah. But you used to, I think it was like one gold per path every time. Uh, and it was like one of the best farms in the game at the time. Like there was no silver waste, there was no, um, you know, all these maps that people farm. Yeah. So I think a lot of people also just did dungeons because they wanted their legendary, you know, so that's why they would focus on these short ones. Um, mm. But nowadays it's like we're going back and we're realizing, hey, these were actually pretty fun content, you know, some fun stuff in there. And back in the day, there was there was two or three dungeons. Was it or Flame, which was like the Berserker set, right? I think most people yeah. went for that, and a lot of people wanted to have that because back in the day, like on release, there wasn't many good dungeon sets. There wasn't many good looking sets, and there wasn't really a wardrobe. And I think, especially with like particle effects. So if you had yeah. like something that has little flame out of the shoulder, that was a that was, was a big deal. Right? That was the only yeah. thing that had anything. It was like I don't think that, I think the only shiny shiny thing was maybe the achievement rewards, and that wasn't until you know thirty k or whatever. And, and it, back in the day, they would call that swag. It was. Swag. <laughs> It was though, Chris. Like getting the getting the helmet, getting the helmet in the shoulders, and then you know the all that kind of stuff. And I remember the ore dungeon as well. Um, uh, that was like that was pretty nice as well because that, that was like, tapped here and stuff. That was yeah, that was that the was legendary armor of the time. It, it was look wise, and you used to farm the maps, the end end game like core maps for those different temple sets as well that you would get for like world v world and PvE and stuff and. I remember doing that. I remember doing that a lot. <laughs> um, I think farming the raw armor set was like the first goal I had in the game. Like the very yeah. first, like I hit 80, no idea what gear is, no idea, you know, like I got my first exotic set from map exploration, yep. random scramble together pieces. And then it was just like, okay, Ara skins, they look cool. That's what yeah. I want to go for. The, the, and the... also just, I, I think Ara was like honestly the only really hard content in the game right like now nowadays we, yeah. we kind of look back at it and it's like oh it's just a dungeon but i remember i was scared to do a raw i was like you want to do a raw and i was like i'm not good enough to do a raw it would be challenging for most people it. Lupica's I think even like, now, up to this day, it's the benchmark for tryhard players. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, you can't do solo Lupicas, right? Like, if you've, mm -hmm. you know, every tryhard player worth their salt has had to uh, uh, oh, solo yeah. Lupicas at some point. There's right? still so, videos on that. I've, I see people yeah. still doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the old something. school dungeon runners, like, still, you know, very regularly do Lupicas. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, um, so Lara's was Ascalon and Catacombs. Rocker, favorite one? I'd probably say Ara for the same reason that uh, Lara said. That's what I have the fondest memories of. The person who initially taught me dungeons, like we'd at some point start doing Ara P1 and 2. 
and you know sell those on the LFG for like a few gold. Nice. So like a dungeon seller reunion over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, but know. back in the day, that like a lot of people did that, right? It's not like you had like your elite five players who did dungeon sales, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of players mm -hmm. did them, and uh, it was quite available, right? If you if you research the topic a little bit, then you could fairly quickly, right? I would say, like you could start, uh, you know, just doing that with a friend and selling three spots and. And uh, since a lot of new players, you know, the first thing they look up is how do I make gold the most efficiently, right? I think that got a lot of people into, um, like, kind of becoming better at the game and doing dungeons, caring about builds and gear and stuff a little bit more. Capitalism. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what was your favorite one? What was your favorite uh -oh, one? Um, honestly, I would probably agree with Laura. I mean, Ascalon Catacombs was... Fantastic, but also Roka. Like, I love Ara, Ara, and I think the first and the last. Just it, it, despite how I feel about Ara, and I would have liked it to be so much more, and maybe like actually fight Zaitan or go to Zaitan's corpse, which was shown in like the first trailer. Like, there could have been more things, but I still think the first and the last dungeons. It's just a nice bookend and just yeah. encapsulates the whole entire guild wars 2 experience for launch mm -hmm. cool i actually really liked uh honor the waves that's what that was my mm. favorite one i like that mm, one that's... yeah but that one has an underwater boss fight in one of the boss i know i know it's because it encompassed everything as well that's why i liked it at the time because i liked i liked the just the different things you could do like at the time and i didn't mind what underwater combat as well um not as much now i don't really care about it but um <laughs> it's it's more like i think it's because you could do different things i think i just have like memories of that because i felt like that was one of the harder ones as you kind of were playing the game and leveling up um like i think that's where dungeons were the were the best for me leveling up and just like being like oh i'm at this level i don't know what the hell how to play the game at all what's the field do you know what i mean when i was learning i you know i didn't know all this stuff like the boons like what are the best boons to have the guess best type of oh, gear yeah. and like we didn't and you didn't really properly know that stuff until you were like you know level 80 and you were actually properly trying to learn the game um and well me anyway and it was just like i remember playing that with our guild and like you know just doing these different parts i remember doing Citadel flame a lot to get the gear for that um because at the moment at the first i was playing mesmer so mesmer was like my main class which is you know might sound weird because i play engineer obviously mainly now but now i play just everything so it doesn't matter um but yeah no that was that was my favorite that and Citadel flame i think um but yeah i think ac Definitely Ascalon and Catacombs. I have a lot of memories just starting that and being like, oh, whoa, the first Guild Wars 2 dungeon. And there's like traps and there's, you know, the bosses and there's ghosts and it's got a little bit of, you know, Guild Wars 1 in there. And it's like, you know, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty And it cool. demolished me on launch. Like Ascalonian Cola. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. being stuck on Cola for a good three to five hours without even getting him below his first 20% mm. on like the first week of launch or something absolutely that is actually uh, like a crazy experience i've been having recently um i've been doing this permadeath challenge um so i'm trying to get to level 80 mm -hmm. with friends without dying oh uh, yes. and we decided to do these dungeons in this challenge and it's been what? it's been like some of the most fun contents like just You're like looking at the bosses and trying to not die in permadeath 
Um, is this the wooden potatoes? Me. Is this the wooden potatoes Iron Man challenge, or is this the one you? I don't think it's yourself? specifically the same as his. It's just oh. it's just primitive. There's, the thing I find so <laughs> wild about it is I remember like wiping on these these Ascalon Catacombs boss fights like over and over and over, uh, and now I'm just going in and. We're not using elite specializations. We're like level level thirty five, right? But yeah. it feels so much easier now. It feels like our understanding of the game has sort of leveled up over the years. Oh, for and sure. mm-hmm. and, and like, I find it hard oh. to even believe thinking back to like going in at like level thirty five because you lack so many traits and so like you mm-hmm. like you're far from playing oh, yeah. a proper proper build at that point, right? Mm. So exactly, yeah. I like the permanent <laughs> legendary fronts. troll. I've done that a few times. <laughs> Uh, it's a challenge, that's for sure. Um, what would be your least favorite dungeon? I just want to know. I don't like Crucible of Eternity. Same. I think that was long, <laughs> isn't it? It's got it's a bit. Confusing I think that I've only done it like once or twice in the entire time I've been playing this game. There was a good. You had to farm that for some kind of for the gear. I think for some kind of build back in the day. I'm pretty sure, and or there was an item you needed to get, or a rune set, maybe. Maybe I, I don't actually. Well, remember. I never got it. <laughs> well, you need to. You need to do. Is it Ascalonian catacombs for monk rune, or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atheist monk. monk. Right, yeah, because it's the only way to get it. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, I've got four monk runes randomly. Why have I four <laughs> monk? Oh yeah, right. Okay, probably need to do AC or do the PVP reward track and get the. The things, but yeah. At least favorite is difficult, though. I would actually, I would probably say all of the waves if I'm honest. Yeah, no, that's fair. Everyone, same thing. No, 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 no. We don't. You don't have to like, like, and dislike the same things. It's okay. This is good. Like, I like it. I like it aesthetically, and I see what you're saying, what you like about it, right? But I don't like the underwater stuff. The underwater crap doesn't work for me, right? And there's a there are a few parts in there that where you know you just you know like have like this little pathway with the knockbacks that you have to very yeah. narrowly evade, that that kind of stuff. You know, I've, I've bad experiences with that. Just I'm not a good player, you know? Like, so, yeah, you would say a lot of people have given me that tip as well, but um, <laughs> so to this day, I haven't quite figured out how that works yet, so. Awesome. Lovely. Hates on otherwise, got it. Uh, Laura <laughs> <laughs> is never coming back from this. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Laura... I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's absolutely. Yeah, people don't like it. I know loads of people don't like. It. It's more of it's a memory thing for me because I remember like the struggles we have as a guild and getting through it was like a big hype moment for us like i remember us getting excited about getting for it because we mumbled. and isn't it interesting how huge a factor that actually plays because i think most like it's the same for me right the reason i say aras my favorite is not because i like the aesthetics the most it's definitely not because i like the aesthetics the most of the dungeon but it's just because that's why i have like the fondest memories right the the best experiences where i feel like i've made some good moments as a player of a game right like where i evolved personally a lot as a player exactly yeah. Really more based on memory and personal uh, experiences. Certainly. Lara, which is the one you dislike the most? And Crew asked this question. Now I can't I, I think I think it has to be Crucible of Eternity as well. And that's not. I honestly don't even know why. It's just. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't like the name. <laughs> no, but I remember you had to do like some pre event to open it back in the day. Like, yes. it, it was yes. really I'm annoying. So I just didn't do it at all. 
Is it on the right? Oh no, yeah, there was loads of there was that like was the same as Citadel of Fame as well. That was the same. Yeah, Citadel of Flame had the bridge one. Crucible of Eternity, I think, was like the Asurin Lab. And like you had to go through the different lanes and like Mordramoth and that was where the hint was. And I remember when Griffin came out, like people started to discover that you could somehow like fly in there and if you like flew at exactly the right Mm -hmm. angle into the instance you could like quickly press the button to get in without having to do the event. Someone's talking about scampi in the chat. It's making me really hungry. Oh, I'm, I'm I sorry. I'm so hungry. I, I want like a pasta so dish with some scampi. I love scampi, mm. man. That'd be so delicious. Scampi and chips. Oh. It's very English thing as well. Um, mm, fish and chips. Their story is their story to the scampi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, just before we move on from dungeons as well, I'm just talking about LFG, which was not. Which was, uh, I think, was released, or as far as I can tell, like we're talking about beta in a YouTube video where I found the re- like when I was researching around kind of late-ish November or like final quarter of November, and it was the LFG in 2013, which was a year later, because you would just ask in map chat, um, and you would just ask in map chat of whatever guild you were in at the time. There was no way to really get into dungeons, which is kind of what it's like in every MMO until they put like an auto LFG in, right? Uh, like what Warcraft and, and other games. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, but this LFG was very manual still. But I actually forgot that if you go up to the NPC outside a dungeon, if you go to the LFG, it automatically goes to like that section it goes to the dungeon section and i think you know it, it literally just goes all the way straight to this rather than having to navigate all the stuff on the left you know when you have to pull down like dungeons and then which one else? whatever um i forgot completely forgot about that but you can't do that now obviously like obviously unless you go to the dungeon itself um you kind mm-hmm. of have to manually do these things i've often wondered about whether or not um, having an or, and there's loads of different pin, opinions about this, but it's worth thinking about because this is more of a general topic for everything. How do you all feel about like LFGs, but more of the automatic put you in, in a group thing rather than kind of organizing it yourself? Do you feel like that's something that Guild Wars 2 maybe or Arena have maybe missed out on, or do you think it's good that people have the opportunity to kind of arrange groups and maybe the way they like? But how does it mean? How does it? affects like accessibility for people i guess is something i wonder about um if anyone has a burning desire to pipe in on this then feel free <laughs> and you, you mean like a you know just like, want to make sure you mean like a hot join not the other team that's join, currently in yeah, the game yeah, sorry like, like an LFG, I, I want to join, join and you yeah. just get queued in and eventually yeah, yeah. you're in there with four that's, other people that's a better that's a better way to say a hot join yeah compared right. to the lfg we have right now mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it's very interesting because it feels like recently ArenaNet has been sort of experimenting with like the sort of hold joint stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's like a daily strike. Uh, I know we'll talk about strikes later, but there's like a public instance you can join so you don't have to like go on LFG. Um, I personally like LFG more um, because mm. it, it feels a little bit more social to me. Um, mm. It doesn't feel like I'm just going into content. I'm not talking to these people. Like just, I like the little bit at the start where you're just like, I'm playing desk class. And then they're like, okay. And I know I've met some cool friends just talking to them. And I feel like these sort of public instances or like culture and things kind of take away from that a little bit. Mm. I don't know. Okay. I would, I, yeah, I think 
a few years back, I would have probably been, I would have taken the route of like the classic wow type where no LFG, no nothing. You have to socialize. You have to stand outside of the dungeon. Yes. Yes. I don't know what I was on. I don't know what I was thinking. Absolutely not. Um, I would have to agree. I like the LFG system. Though I wouldn't be opposed to there being like a hot join system just because it's so easy and accessible. But Guild Wars 2 is a different game because everything's fairly instanced. So it's not like a true open world where you're out and about. Like to me, it feels a little bit different since everything's already so instance based Mm -hmm. to the point where I think the LFG system is a welcomed social aspect because I feel like it does promote Mm -hmm. more discussion because Mm -hmm. you actually have to look at what they want what they're asking for and then from there someone joins and then you get the the snowball of talking of like what roles do you want and that can snowball into other topics of like friendship or you mess up and it kind of breaks the ice for you Mm -hmm. rather than just instantly going in and then being like okay i guess i'll talk so it's a nice icebreaker Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think it's actually really important that they should add something like this. I actually think it would be an excellent feature because being like a long-term raider, one of the biggest problems I see in Guild Wars 2 raids and a lot of content really about the LFG is that the LFG community sets high standards for people to join. Mm -hmm. And it's really deterring for new players to get into it because like, if you want to join a raid in Guild Wars 2, and you don't have 150 LI, well, you better start looking for a Discord to organize a training run for you because otherwise you're not getting in, right? Like, there's no way to get in. And the same thing is true for dungeons because you have two groups of people doing dungeons nowadays, and that's like the ultra tryhards, like the SC leaders, who will literally solo the thing ahead of you while you're, like, at the beginning talking to the NPC. They'll be on the final boss soloing it, right? And uh, you'll lose the entire experience. I've, I've seen a lot of people complain about that, that you get into a dungeon and people rush ahead because they're just so much more experienced. Um, and on the other hand, you have like, well, non, no people at all or, you know, very, mm. very new players as well. And, and that's probably the best case you can have if you're yourself a new player, right? It's if you get into a group that is on the same level of experience. But like if you were able to just queue in, I think that would reduce a lot of barriers for new players and mm. um, and just um, and also this I think a hot join system like that comes with possibilities to like kind of set restrictions of who can join and I think in a weird way that actually removes toxicity from the game is when you are able to set how experienced you want somebody to be in a dungeon, you know, then you can then you don't have to set high LI requirements or back in the day, high AP requirements, right? Like you can just say, I want somebody who's already finished this dungeon once before and uh, and you kind of get around that, right? In a much mm-hmm. less toxic way than if you just let people kind of take care of that by themselves. Mm. That, In my experience, that just always leads to a more negative environment than if the game just gives you kind of a way to filter who you want to play with a bit. I think that's, mm. there's a lot of possibilities in a hot join system. But I'll also say that there's probably a big reason why Guild Wars 2 isn't really good at that stuff is because um, Guild Wars 2 doesn't have the heart to find Trinity, right? You can't join on a healer and be like, okay, well, now the LFG recognizes that our group has a healer. You yes. could have a person go in. Or you could accidentally end up with three, like a Guardian, a Ranger, and a... And um, an engineer, and they're all playing heel builds, and the game wouldn't know, right? So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that'd be mm. something. Uh, ways to circumvent yeah. it. 
Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I might have lagged out <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there could be ways maybe to circumvent that with like mm -hmm. elite specializations if they actually like classify an elite spec as a certain role. So when you equip that elite spec, you are the healer, you are the damage, you are the tanker, the control person. And then, and then no, where, where it, it still start, is weird right? though. Because, yeah, because they don't, in so their much. entire philosophy, Inside. they don't want this, right? It's like kind of against what they want in the first place. If they set you to, you know, to require a healer and a tank, like, for example, in Final Fantasy, if you join a dungeon, you require a tank, you require a healer, yeah. and you require two DPS. That's all you can join on. There's no possibility to go in on three healers, right? And again, mm -hmm. two, you, that would be unthinkable, right? You couldn't possibly have like an LFG requirement that only starts the dungeon once a tank queues up, right? So mm -hmm. um, I think mm -hmm. this is actually something interesting that Elder Scrolls does. I haven't played it too much, um, but I once saw the dungeon queue in Elder Scrolls and then you can just kind of click whether you are a healer or a DPS or mm -hmm. um, what's it even called, tank. Um, which is like interesting because like you just get to pick that yourself. So like if you're a guardian who is like, you know, healer, you just click healer. If you're DPS, you click DPS. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, you can do that in most, in WoW Final Fantasy XIV, in most oh. fair amount of mm -hmm. MMOs. In, like you can do that. I think that's... <sighs> oh, yeah. Final Fantasy is just based on your class. In Final Fantasy, if you're oh, on yeah, a tank, it, it enters you on a tank. If you're on a yeah. DPS, there's no... There's no variety in that game at all when it comes to that. Oh, fair <laughs> um, and I feel like every okay. single class would need to be able to have utility or skills to like fully complete those needs. Like Mesmer, I don't think has a great healing uh, ability when compared to other professions. It would just be a support, so, wouldn't it? It would just be like yeah. you know more of a more of a supportive kind of distortiony kind of just yeah. boon build like it is in raids forever but they know? could do that like self-select and you you know self-assign your role i think that mm -hmm. is something that they genuinely could and maybe should do and like at least try it but would people grief and they'd be like i'm a healer and then they're like i don't heal <laughs> I've yeah. the wrong thing. Or maybe that's just me. <laughs> I'm actually a DPS. And again, like and just like um like what you talked about, Roka, like philosophy. Like when, when dungeons were first added, the whole philosophy was that Guild of Shoot didn't need a trinity like that, right? And yeah. only over yeah. the years it has sort of come back, you know, and like mm. raids made it into the game. Uh, and now we're all like looking for tanks and healers and stuff. But especially at the start of the game, um Trinity was just non existent in a way. I think it's because in Guild Wars 2 as well, you had your own heal. Was that actually a yeah. big yeah. thing? Like, it wasn't that actually was like a, a big whole, thing in any MMO. It was a whole MMO. design philosophy. Exactly. <laughs> they, and they wanted that on heal. purpose, right? They wanted you to be independent of that, yeah. uh, of the Trinity, right? And... I remember that was one of the big selling points. Like, hey, you remember Guild Wars 1? You always had to wait to get a monk in your party. Uh, you won't have to wait. You can just play with anyone. That's like the big mm -hmm. thing, kind of. And no, wait until you have a mess in your party. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... But I think overall, it maybe muddled and and muddy the philosophy of actual game design because not only are they saying you don't necessarily need to wait for these things, they're also saying you play whatever you want, and then it kind mm -hmm. of becomes this weird middle ground of like no one's actually really doing a role, at least in classic because everyone was mostly just trying to go for damage kill it the fastest and it's clear it as much yeah. as you can 
because the content didn't really it wasn't requiring you to have a healer or have a tank so even if you mm -hmm. wanted to play those things you were more so crippling your group than anything else because you weren't necessarily useful in that role that you wanted to play that they said that you could play whatever you want yeah. so it kind of just slotted everyone into one thing but thankfully over the years it's as you as we've mentioned it's like grown into something more and i think they should maybe just make a statement and, and like have a more clearer definition of their game design if they are going to move forward with this trinity soccer trinity where a class can go into any of these three it seems to be like an unspoken change that they have been making but maybe a more clear message would be better if they just d shifted more harshly and all that stuff i don't know something that i think about sometimes I mean, it mo it's mostly just us talking about you know theory crafting whether yeah. or not this is the thing so if they were to do that then yeah um but i i think personally like uh just uh, i'm gonna give my opinion and we kind of kind of move on because there is a lot to talk about i always pack so many things into one show yes. and just split it up um but like the thing is, as you, as all three of you have talked about it, you've changed my mind. Um, <laughs> it's a bit difficult, um, but I think I'm kind of split because uh, I kind of agree. I I don't think anyone's disagreeing with each other. We're just talking about, um, but I kind of agree with having some kind of. I feel like LFG does. It doesn't invite everyone to get involved, that's for sure. Uh, because I think you're right, you know, you join a party and people are like, you know, need that legendary insight, which is what Rocco was saying. If you don't know what a legendary insight is, because you've just joined the game, it's basically a currency you get from bosses in raids where you can you get a kill and you get this thing. Uh, and then people spam in the chat and say, oh, I've got experience from killing things um, or achievements, whatever. And that like if you're a new player like you're never gonna get in you're just never gonna get into an lfg raid unless it's specifically a training raid and then you have to go outside of the game and you have to find training guilds you have to find training discords you have to go out of the game you have to get to know people and that's that's cool it's not in the game and you, and that's one of the reasons why raids are one of the probably one of the lowest or smallest communities maybe in the game um i know i know obviously we see people playing raids on twitch we obviously see people um you know there's lfgs up there's all this kind of stuff but it's a content which is played probably not the most because there's just not actually that much access to it even though we see it on twitch and whatnot because we've got the communities which allow us to actually do these things you see um and we raid now casually on a saturday you can play whatever build you want i don't actually care um as long as we've got like some some as long as it's the meta build <laughs> oh, no, people definitely play whatever don't. out of these 10 builds <laughs> people play whatever they want and like i i do play a meta build and some people do and because they want you know we want to have my and all this kind of stuff and we talk about what people are playing but we've been getting through content you know saying that you can play raids casually as a big group and it's just you know you just accept that, you know, you're going to kill something, you're not going to kill something, and you enjoy the experience, which is like just playing with your friends, which is what we do. Um, but, you know, we do that because I've got community, and, and that allows me to do that. But otherwise, if I was a single player playing this and I wasn't in the guild, I wouldn't ever be able to access it. But you could argue, you know, that's just the way it is kind of thing, and maybe that would be the case in most games. But obviously in Final Fantasy fourteen in WoW, in e not in ESO, um, you can queue for raids, but and you can queue for dungeons in Hot Join, but like people said, 
you don't talk to these people <laughs> like, i've played wow i've played wow retail and i've hot joined solo and i've probably said about two or three words to people in dungeons and i've just been sad about it i'm like oh no no one said even gg they? at the end it's like everyone said like good job well done everyone says like you know sometimes the odd person will say something but like it's very it feels like i'm playing with ai sometimes it's just like you know it doesn't really so it does kind of remove that lfg experience but even in lfg you know when you've got into a group people are just focused on farming and going getting it done so it's like i don't know yeah. i think i feel like there could be a lfg should just exist as it is and maybe have an optional hot joint but then again i don't know like Rocker says, the tech the tech would be difficult, and but like maybe you could queue for a specific role, like Laura said, um, which is a good point as well because they wouldn't have to detect anything, but you would have to make sure that that person was definitely playing a healing build and just not like playing DPS and they just want to they click tank like they do in ESO and they're just like <laughs> run through and you're like oh they just wanted to get in the queue and we're just gonna have to manage with this because um, that happens. They'll a lot. Probably check stats. There's one. There's one more point though. about like the <laughs> about the hot joints that I'd like to bring up. That is really uh, inspired by Final Fantasy since that game came out before, and I happen to play that myself quite a bit. Um, it's um, that it's like a nice way to repopulate kind of all the dungeons that people play as they level up, because a lot of mm-hmm. new players they'll it's the first troop content you get confronted with and if you reach level 30 and you're excited oh dude i can go into a dungeon now and then you enter the lfg and all of them are either level 80 groups or like you very rarely find a story group there um and then maybe you wait for like five hours or something you know until eventually you find a few more people to join you uh, i think that um these kind of um, hot joint systems could actually repopulate that a bit and especially in Final Fantasy, it's actually tied to like a daily system where if you do, it's called daily dungeon roulettes. If you do a dungeon roulette, a leveling roulette, then you get into one random old dungeon and 50%, 90% of the time, there's going to be one player in there who's doing it for the first time because they're doing it through their story progress. And if that system wasn't there, then these players would have unnatural okay. cues. They, yeah. it, it would be impossible to play that content. And that's how it pretty much is today in Final Fantasy in Guild Wars 2, I think. It's like it's very difficult mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. play a story dungeon as you just organically level in Guild Wars 2 just because it's so unpopulated nowadays. I do like that Final Fantasy 14 system. I remember yeah, they do remarking have a good on It was good. It was good, especially as a new player. And also, like, you couldn't skip, skip the cutscene unless they wanted to, right? And it would just yeah play. yeah yeah. If somebody's watching mm-hmm. the cutscene, the dungeon doesn't start until it yeah. does. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is good. Actually, it's true. Um, yeah, because in the ESO, unfortunately, you know, if you if you want to learn the story and everything else, they can just go ahead and just finish the dungeon before you even get a chance, and that's a big issue uh, over there, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's, you've just got to play with friends and just be like, you know, or play with a group and be like, you know, I'd appreciate some patience while I read through like the awesome story because ESO mm-hmm. does have great story as well. Um, which is why you want to check out the, the quest and like actually talk to NPCs and stuff. Okay, we're going to move on because Dungeons is, uh, has been a long one, apparently. <laughs> LFG as well. LFG is actually the thing we've been stuck on, but no, it's good conversation. I like it. I'm going to show... It's an interesting topic. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, LFG is a big thing I've wanted to have a lot for a long time and uh, it's... Yeah, I, I, I still think the LFG as it is is a really good way for people to interact, but I think it's very much a system which people don't engage in because of like the toxicity that exists mm. at times. And it's dangerous because 
Guild Wars 2 is, isn't supposed to be like that. It's probably the least toxic in terms of like the way that it's advertised and the way they, you know, they want to be uh, open to all different kinds of people and communities. It's, it's kind of works against their ethos as a company, yeah, I think. It's- yeah, it's like, a, it's like a paradox. It's like the the less you restrict people, and the more you try to give them, you know, out of good reasons, out of like the whole reason, like we don't want to restrict players and make them toxic. The more toxic you actually end up making them, because yeah. players are just gonna set their own restrictions because yeah. you need some sort of restriction. Like you can't expect everybody to always want to play with everybody, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I think it's just. It's, uh, I don't think there's an easy way to win. Toxicer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right, watch this. Watch this. Yeah, I won't hold you up any longer. <laughs> Let's watch this. This was the. Look your uh, eyeballs. This is the original. Fra- now I couldn't find this on the Guild Wars Two channel. It might be there. This is the original Fractal trailer. This is not the two thousand, the later one. But this is when they brought Fractals in for the first time. They showed off the hub and everything. And I had this is not IGN now of anywhere. Um, and it's a beautiful trailer, isn't it? Like. Mm. I don't know if I've I, seen I this that. or if I have. Not Wait. many times. Well, not many people right? have. I don't think so. This just shows off that the actual, the better Fractal trailer, which I'm going to show in a minute, is a lot better. It's very animated. Whereas this one, I'm kind of talking Ooh. over the top because ah. people are going to be hearing it and they, because it's a podcast as audio as well. Um, yeah. It just shows the different areas of all the base Fractals that were introduced. Um, I can't remember the names for the life of me, mm-hmm. but um, these... Yeah, the Colossus, that was, like, my... Iconic. That was one of the big, first big moments, right? It's oh. like, when you see that, it's, it's This awesome. is, like, surprisingly early as well, right? I think this was, like, yeah. the Halloween update, like, two months into the game or something. Like, Fractals got... Like got yeah, they, up, like, oh, they super came. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of You're completely right. Like, that's actually a lot. Completely right, Laura. It was... I will... Yeah, I've put it on the dock how many, and I was surprised by this. And Lara, you are dead on because uh, you've got a good memory apparently because I could not remember that. <laughs> I thought they came in a lot later and I was extremely surprised to find out when they came in. Um, I can give you an exact date as well. 2013? It, uh, yeah, I think it was. Is that right on the Fracts of the Mist release? November, no, November 15th, 2012. Wow. Um, wow. That Damn. was that was a couple of months after release. Like, that's how early they came in. Unless that's a typo, that's that was on the wiki as well. And the wiki is normally pretty dead on with dates. Or I've written that wrong. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Like. <laughs> also, just like us talking about how dungeons were sort of like abandoned early, right? Um, yeah. That's kind of wild because then they must have started working on these fractals like literally like super early mm-hmm. like I, I i i wouldn't even be surprised if they started working on fractals while the game wasn't even released yet that is wild how early been, that is because that is there and was they a dropped lot. them all at once yeah 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 pretty much it was oh i'd have to go to the wiki um but it was how many did i say i actually think i've written it down maybe on this doc here uh there's 21 fractals in all there we go since 2012 initial release no i didn't write down it's on the wiki anyway there's there's like seven seven or eight something like that um and they all got dropped at the exact same time like it was Oh, there is a release list on the wiki, actually. Maybe I will go grab that because I don't want to talk absolute rubbish. Um, 
That's I, a lot. That's like the whole base game. I feel the like, amount of yeah, yeah. Dungeons. it was it was pretty ridiculous. And you can arrange this by date as well. And if, if they dropped it, then it must have been developed during, before the game came out already. It must have been in development, yeah. right? That's yeah. so much. That's such a big system. And it, it, I mean, it's like, in a way, it's like the entire gear progression kind of aspect of MMOs that they kind of brought into the game with that, right? Was Ascended, did they bring Ascended gear in at that same time? Uh, I think it was that? only the trinkets. Um, the armor and the weapons mm. came in a bit later. Okay. That's I remember there was like I a actually... big controversy just about like the trinkets being at us. Um, you know, because people were kind Power of scared trait. that this would be like this gear treadmill coming into the game. Like, hey, there's stuff with better stats now, um, yeah. which didn't happen, right? Um, but, but I remember in, in, that a, was in a, a way. Thing. But in a way, fractals are their gear treadmill, right? It's like your yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, agony resistance is basically Guild Wars 2's form of a gear progression system, right? As other games have it for every content. Guild Wars 2 basically it only matters in fractals, and it doesn't actually matter because of your stats. It's just like kind of a you know, extra stats that decides whether you can actually do the content or not, right? But um, in a way, I've always found, like, that's kind of the appeal. That's, like, even the kind of the reason fractals existed in the first place, because if that wasn't there and the scaling wasn't there, then they'd basically just be dungeons, right? That's kind of what I think makes them the main factors that distinguish them. Don't yeah, someone said it in chat, I don't think they did have the original scales hundred. Uh it was fifty, yeah, something like that. Was 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, there was wow. so if anyone's listening again for the first time, Fractals is uh the same amount of people you can have for a dungeon, but they much shorter, like bite sized kind of um I would say dungeons instance content, whatever you want to call them, called Fractals. And you could basically play it on you could we would play to a certain point where you know, you wouldn't have to upgrade your gear much with resistance, like agony resistance it's called, which you could put on certain parts of gear which were ascended items only, which is like the higher tier above exotic. And you would have to have a certain amount so that you wouldn't take extra damage from stuff, etc, etc. So it was basically a gate, which would mean you wouldn't be able to do certain content until you got this, or it would be a lot tougher to do. Now you could still try, but you know, you, you'll probably get right. Um, and <laughs> I, you know that's what we're kind of talking about. If you're not sure what fractals are or or these different items and stuff, um, but yeah, they they dropped. It's nine they dropped at, at the release, according to the wiki as well, which is is ridiculous. So what what you're all saying in terms of you know them being produced probably before launch must be true. Otherwise, they really went ham. Like they would have gone yeah. ham hard because that was a lot of content at release. Like in when that did first... Moving World start up? Twenty thirteen. Like, like, sort of. You could technically mm. call Halloween sort of Living Worlds, but I, I would say the yeah. first real Living Worlds was like Lost Shores, and that was like two months after, I think. Yeah. I think was that, that was like late twenty twelve as well. Yeah, considering like it must have been like. Yeah, this must have been worked on beforehand because to really release fractals and start up the living world, it's like it's a lot early on. Question the 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 dungeon thing I said early on, uh, even more that that may have just been (laughs) because like if like it it kind of wouldn't make sense to say oh they probably crunched out dungeons at the very end. Oh, but they also did all of fractals at the very end. Yeah, so they'd already planned to. 
to change the, the direction maybe even before the game even came out or they or they had dungeons or the plan was dungeons was an experience as you level up more so um rather than end game and then end game was the bite-sized kind of content that you can kind of access and so this is this is where i would love to to get a dev and be like you know what what was the what was the thought there? Like, what was the reason that you moved for it? Because I don't know if these questions have ever really been asked that much to devs, and if like I could ever get someone on to answer that, that would be pretty damn sweet. Maybe I'll try and get that interview. In a we minute. would like a peek behind the curtain, please. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> just to know, like, not in just like a and in a, but just to sometimes know why why that was the case. Um, <laughs> It would be so interesting to get one of these old dungeon devs on a podcast anywhere because I've never heard their names. I don't know who they are, and I just know they exist. I know that there's. Oh, you can go and watch a, the old videos. It was a small team, and you can. There's, there's like four or five people. I I remember the. I remember. I'd have to relook up the names, but when, when I was doing research yeah, today, there, there it's on their I YouTube. Think, yeah, you can go and find it. I think I've seen a video or something where one like said a few sentences, but. Yeah. You know, like hearing them talk about dungeons, what's different, what makes dungeons in a way different, because you only hear these rumors, right? Like that dungeons have different code that makes them hard to work with, right? And none of yeah. that is super confirmed. It's just like kind of yeah, it's true. what you hear down the grain line in a way. It would be nice to know be... about the decisions sometimes that they think about and why why they make them, because I think that would be really good to know but i think a lot of uh a lot of devs do kind of hide this info sometimes it's because they like you know sometimes it's just not even a decision it's just because we had to make the decision because it was a thing they've we got had to their do. ndas they've signed yeah. that paper <laughs> i mean i could really i could kind of see it just be like hey guys we miss some sort of progression in the game add some sort of system that adds progression because a lot of players want progression in a game and do it in a way that doesn't devalue the non-progression based philosophies we have in general i could see just like a broad statement like that coming down and basically and the devs thinking okay well we add some because that's basically what fractals are right they're like Mm. they're like a parallel to dungeons that have a sort of gear progression to them right and it is a big as much as people love the non-progression thing, that's also one of the, the, the people that don't play Guild Wars 2, that's one of the things they hate, right? It's like, I don't know what to do in the game. I have no goals. I have no feeling of character progression. And that's something that Fractal's kind of bad, even though, in my opinion, not necessarily in the best way. But um, mm-hmm. I can believe items that's from where, there. where they, you know... You can get ascended items from there. Like, it's a good, I feel like Fractal's even though it's just a good place to start gathering stuff for, you know, getting into raids if you want to, if you're thinking about it and just, well, people play it for money, don't they, as well? And even just in the natural way, form of the content, you start at level one fractals and you progress to tier two of the fractal, you start farming mist shards, like, which is something that every, like, I've almost forgotten about it until I actually made a new account at some point years ago and and I remembered, holy shit, you have to farm so many, at at least at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, shards of crystallized mist essence just so I can infuse my gear and get Um... enough agony resist to actually move on, right? That's actually a big, it's it's quite the process. So um, in that way, that that is actual character progression, right? You you raise your fractal level, you raise your agony resources. You forget about um, these things when you've been playing the game for so long, how, yeah, how much right, actually right. you did have to do, and it wasn't like it wasn't that easy, and it was character progression because the game's been out for like eight years, and it's like, well, we're in the ninth for now, and we actually have been playing this for a long time, and 
yeah, I did a lot to get my character here and still doing things, you know, with like legendary armor and whatnot as well. Um, that's a good point, Fine. actually. Didn't think about that. Um, I think that is like just really interesting to think about because mm -hmm. I remember one of the big criticisms of the game, like at launch, was just people hitting 80 and then feeling like they had no more place to go to. And like you said, like Fractus mm -hmm. is like progression, but. I think kind of the genius thing about it is that they had this progression thing for people who wanted to do that, but it was like optional, right? Like the rest of the game, yeah. you don't need this agony stuff. Um, now that I think about it, it makes total sense why they would do fractals uh, at that point in the game. And you can so still it's tricky, get stuff, tricky yeah. to make things optional though, because mm -hmm. if it's optional, it, you really have to have a drive to want to do it. And I like fractals, but I, I also agree that sometimes it feels the grind to get to the proper Agni resistance and the, the gold sink and the time sink can be quite daunting, especially when you're starting at zero or you're just starting. But I think it really depends on what you want to, on what you want to do, right? If it's, if it's like an end game thing and if it's like, you know, uh, um, I think it's okay to have the time because I think if it was easy to do, like then, and yeah. you like really like PVE content and instant stuff, then, what would you do after, other than raids? It would be very difficult to be like... Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to throw out, like, uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to throw out World vs. World there, because if you have Ascended Trinkets being a reward for Fractals at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Which, of course, there have been countless new ways to acquire them since then, but at the time, if that was, like, the sole way to get them... Those are like a 5% stat increase, and I think that's actually pretty big. Any other game would consider a 5% stat increase pretty massive, right? So, um, if, and I, I believe, and again, I mean, like, uh, this is not confirmed, I may be talking out of my ass here, right? But, like, I believe, <laughs> like, the intended end game was World of World versus World at the time, right? Like, initially, when the game came out, that was like what you really wanted your gear for is. A world versus world dirk and be competitive in world versus world so um in a way fractals adding a five percent stat boost through better gear really i would imagine and i didn't play well uh, you know oh at the time yeah it was an appealing thing yeah. to get extra stats yeah because i, I right, was hardcore so. into world v world early uh, first year uh it was out that was the mode i played and i remember yeah it was like you know we can go and get this extra stat stuff but i think we were very much like, oh, I don't want to play like PVE to get, you know, stuff for World v. World at the time and being really anal about that. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll have to do it. But then I think they kind of, it was didn't take long for them to bring rewards. I can't remember when reward tracks came in. That would be another conversation. But um, I don't know. I, I, for I did like it. I did like the addition of like having more gear to get and... Thank you, Laura, for reminding us that it was the trinkets and stuff, because it definitely was before they brought in weapons and the armor and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. I feel like an elephant today. I'm just like remembering all these details that <laughs> are the big brain. It's good to recall. I feel like such an idiot because I wasn't actually really playing actively at the time. I played the game for like, I was very much one of these players that, you know, grinded for the first month and then didn't know what to do in the game anymore and, and quit until eventually Heart of Thorns got announced. So, like, all these times, it's just like, I, I don't actually know anything about this myself. I, yeah, maybe I that's only really started Endgame around Hot, too. 
And then I retroactively went back and played everything. I don't. <laughs> I think that that's because they didn't really know what it was. Or maybe they didn't have an idea of what in game was anyway. Like Fractals was a thing, but like people, it felt very, it felt maybe quite niche, like more hardcore, I suppose. And maybe like the general, you know, the general public or the general population, the casual players of Guild Wars Two weren't really sure what end, end game was. It was more of like. At that point, Endgame before Fractals was probably, you know, dungeons and temple farming for gear. That was probably Endgame. Um, temple farming. Right. Oh yeah. Like, I, I, events, like were kind of, <laughs> events were kind of supposed to be the real Endgame, right? Like these mm-hmm. big, like, final ore events. That, that's, that takes me back. I mean, they're not like, I mean, they essentially, they're the better events of their time, right? Because when, you, when you're in awe, yeah. you start to retake the whole zone and then you go to the dungeon entrance and that's where it ends, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, and then there were smaller events for each of the temples as well. Um, and they were awesome. I loved those events. They were cool because there was like a whole story of you just like along with your story, I guess, with you like retaking this zone and... Um, I actually, I really enjoyed it. It was for a long, a fair while I was doing those events. I remember just farming them for gear. So much different kinds of gear that I needed for Wild V World and just having like five or six types of gear for this thing and for dungeons. And um, kind of glad I got legendary armor now, but it means I'm not carrying like 10 <laughs> sets of armor on with me, which is what it's like in every MMO, you know? Like every MMO, my inventory is full. And I know I suck with inventory anyway, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but i think fractals are good now i think fractals starting out now because you have so many more fractals to actually experience it doesn't feel as necessarily like a death grind where you're just doing the same nine over Mm. and over again so i think starting right now you're probably in a better spot than maybe back when it first released i i am there's more variety there there is a little bit more variety but i'm going to give you some stats now and this might make you sad um when you've, when you've I just got said my that. <laughs> so between 2013 september 2013 and july 2016 so that's almost three years and this is probably because of raids there were no fractals released there was nothing apparently according to the wiki there was nothing released and this could be because of heart of fawns development of course um this could be because you know they'd released nine and that's quite a lot um as like a, a thing to release if anyone knows how many dungeons there are i don't know if there's nine i can't remember that every single one i could probably look but yes yes um and and so there was a big gap there and i think it's because you know in terms of raids they were expecting raids to be that end game maybe content but then uh let me just see last threat was released as well last year uh, September 15th 2020 that was seven months ago um <laughs> is it already seven months ago again seven months for ago. 100 yes and wow and that wow. was yeah so since the inception of fractals which is fine which is fine that's that's okay since since the inception of fractals 12 fractals have been released so that is on average like one and a half or one and a third fractals a year ish ish um, well, I think in general, like, after the game release itself, right, like, there was, like, a whole period where they were kind of getting into their groove of how they do um, regular updates, right? They had Living World Season 1, which was obviously completely different from 
the later living world seasons and in, in, yeah. in terms of pacing and, and how long it sticks around right and i feel like even really after they even only really got into their whole pacing as it kind of prevailed it's like after heart of thorns right after the iconic heart of thorns content route as i think people refer to it at the time um did you say iconic <laughs> Well, it's. I, I think a lot. Of, w- wouldn't you remember the the big Heart of Thorns content drought when everybody was like really into the game? Like you can you oh. can literally look at charts of the game's revenue and like it plummets yeah. at some point, like two patches after um, Heart of Thorns, and that's because of that. Which iconic, ironically, is like the time where probably the most raids were released. But um, <laughs> that was no a great time for raids. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, pro- that's the thing, though. The yeah. Guild Wars, the the attraction for the casual Guild Wars two player wasn't raids, and it still isn't. Raids yeah. are not the and thing. And they didn't do anything else doing. either, right? Yeah. And then later, they kind of got into that groove where it's like living world episode always mm. has story, always has some p- portion of open world, so that there's always something for everybody, and then. Yeah. For a while, at least, they did like this. Every second patch has like a fractal, and maybe every third one has a raid in it, right? And that's kind of like the yeah. whole pace. But they only they only really got into that groove way past Heart of Thorns, right? So, um... and also like fractals just got like massively revamps when when Heart of Thorns happens, right? Like when when fractals first came out, it was like you would play three fractals in a row, I think. And there wasn't any break, and then Art of Thorns happens, and we got, like, these daily fractals, which, like, for me, I only got, like, back into fractals after that daily kind of made me do it, you know? Like, I got mm. I got kind of bored of fractals for a while, and I was like, hey, there's a daily, I'm getting gold for this. Oh my god, same. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it's interesting, and uh, Rock has just reminded me, and and I think... It's kind of funny because when when we we talk about the infamous content drought, I think you know many other MMOs have that yearly, like definitely they definitely have that after yeah. the the expansion releases. There's definitely that dip. WoW has it awfully at the moment right now. They've got it terribly going down. I don't know it's, right now, it's like drought. yeah, exactly. Like Final Fantasy, ESO, you know, after the because every year they release a chapter, which is essentially it's um which is basically an expansion, but it's just a little bit smaller. And they have these planned releases every quarter. And then when you hit court Q3 or 4, just like November, December, it becomes very, very, not dead because it's massive, but it becomes a lot quieter. No, you can say dead. It's okay. It's dead. It's definitely not dead. (laughs) There's so many people playing the game. Um, But like quieter. (laughs) That's when the fall off is, right? Um, Yeah. And it's it's I think it's just a problem with MMOs. To be fair, after expansions, yeah. it's always expensive. Everyone just piles in, they buy the game, they play the content, boom. Um, I mean, people are making the game, so you it's not like you want to overwork people. And it's like exactly you yeah. see companies doing really harsh business practices where they overwork uh, individuals and crunch them. And I don't like. That. Does it make I it don't... a better product? Probably not. Like I feel like when people actually enjoy their work and they. They take their time with it, and they really invest well, I think naturally in it. That's why they didn't want to do. That's why they didn't want to do expansions at the very beginning. Because if you yeah. remember, like back in the day, like Guild, like Arena said, that we're not going to be doing expansions because oh. I think they wanted this constant. They wanted they wanted it every two weeks that they were going to do these releases. There was every two, and everyone's like, "Whoa, this is awesome." And no one thought in the back of their head, there's no way they're going to be able to do this. Like, yeah, there's remember no when way. we all collectively believed that they could do this in two weeks? I mean, and you're just like, 
What? What? That's Did you fine. I mean, they're not going to do it in two this, weeks. Like, obviously, they've had yeah. like loads of stuff in the back, but like continually doing that would be a lot of work, and that's kind of probably why they went to expansions, and also just because of the general MMORPG community expectations of an MMORPG is that you get an expansion every so often. But yeah. they haven't released that many, and because I think they have this, I don't want to get into that conversation because it's very long-winded, and I'm going to start banging on about <laughs> it. So I'm going to go back to fractals, but. There are decisions made, and and as we go through the rest of what we're talking about, which we need to start doing, because there's a lot more to talk about. Um, it's it, it becomes very interesting in trying to understand uh, about their decision making. But here is the what I think is the awesome fractal trailer. I don't know if anyone else thinks this. Um, San Oh no, no, no! It's the general one. <laughs> this was the one that I actually thought was a Let's... lot better. Oh, this is the one with like all the the art and the animated yeah. art and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. I used to show this to my friends to convince them to play Guild Wars Two with me. This was like my favorite trailer at the time. It's very I unique. Isn't it? I'd rather say that I saw this so late, like way after Heart of Thorns. It's the first time I even saw this trailer. And I was like, wow, this has been in the game. Like, well, this is the case. This was came in when you were on your break, probably, because this is 2013. Probably, yeah. Exactly. Um, I must have missed it. And But when I saw it, I was like, wow. Beautiful. It's got the good. It's not the 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 introduction of Fractal, like the comparison of trailers. Like, I like the original trailer for just atmosphere, but this is more hype. Like, this gives you more of like a whoa fractals and it gives you a piece yeah. of each story similar to what the other one did where it showed you the different things but it shows those iconic moments you know when throwing that person into the <laughs> lava was seemed really dark actually and... <laughs> yeah exactly um it's like it... cinematic versus gameplay trailer in a little bit right one shows yeah. you more scenarios in the game the other one is like nice and stylized and exactly. more about the atmosphere uh, i think this was definitely what very well done and it was it was i feel like this should have been the the trailer that they showed uh if you are listening to this and you're wondering what it is come watch the vod or you can just google like gw2 fractal trailer and you'll be able to find it and you'll know what we're talking about but um and i appreciate the subs by the way in the, in the chat thank you so much that's very kind of you um but yeah I think I, this is one, this still one of my favorite trailers to this day like yep looking at this again right now like this keeps up with any later trailer i can think of oh yeah this Easily. is still like this is still relevant oh, yeah. like absolutely just because of how stylized it is and i think they do do when they when they do a trailer like this it you know it's the spot i like it it's good times good times like the heart fawn stuff as well i think that was very good yeah true really like heart of thorns trailers okay, it's good there. era yeah for sure uh okay i'm gonna have a look at the doc and see where we are um okay so that was some information um do you prefer fractals over over dungeons anyone oh this is this is a this is a big one Uh oh <laughs> no we don't have to talk about it for that long but do you just just like you know do, do you prefer where do a... i start no no <laughs> we're not gonna oh god we're never gonna well we're going we, for an hour and half. we have to go all the way back to 2012 no no, no no simple question do you prefer do you prefer you can be, well thankfully i have a binder for this particular yeah, situation oh so <laughs> let's see here I should have just done dungeons, shouldn't I? Oh. <laughs> oh, 
always have this problem. Um, but what, so I'm going to go around. Uh, Lara, do you prefer pra- fractals or do you prefer dungeons? Or is it that you, do you have a specific mood for each one, maybe? I prefer fractals um, okay. because the thing I like about fractals is how they scale. Um, so I like how when you're new, you can get into tier ones and like how you can go all the way up to the challenge modes. Um, I like how there's sort of that difficulty curve that's there. The one thing I don't like about fractals, um, just to just to balance this out a bit, I really like that dungeons feel like they're immersive. You know, they're like a part of this world, right? It's like, hey, this is the Ascon catacombs in Ascon. And as a big lore nerd, I love that stuff. That, that's kind of the sad thing about fractals. It doesn't feel to me they're as grounded as dungeons. It feels more mm. like I'm going into some game. But I I just content uh. gameplay-wise, I much prefer fractals. That's if you think about point. the LFG topic we had before, doesn't Fractals just off the get-go by the matter of the for- uh, format just immediately destroy every thought you can have of gathering people in front of the, you know, like you have in yes. in Dungeons? Because isn't that the whole immersive factor you talked about earlier in Dungeons is, you know, meeting in front of the entrance in the world where the setting of the environment, you know, leads you there story-wise, whereas in Fractals you're standing in front of a portal and in a lobby literally in a lobby right like you would if you make a lobby for a game and i don't know dead by daylight or something like that right so it's like immediately right there you're 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 breaking that kind of immersion that you had in dungeons or Mm -hmm. would have in dungeons exactly i think that's maybe why i prefer dungeons a bit more i think in terms of gameplay and and content fractals are they're not super super short because they can still take some time, especially if you're in a group and it's just a mm-hmm. bit challenging, depending on the fractal, it, it can vary. But ultimately, they do feel much shorter than a dungeon. But to me, I think I value a little bit more of that connectedness. And I think because fractals are kind of like, they they feel, it's weird, almost like they are such an integral part of the end game, yet they still feel so disconnected from the entire game of guild wars 2 yeah maybe partially because of the development and that they're not always updated considering Mm -hmm. that they aren't the longest form of content we could see more of them and i think that might draw me more towards it but the way fractals have gone i i would prefer to see dungeons more so than fractals maybe dungeons a bit short though like they don't have to go like four different paths they could literally just make like a one path dungeon and Mm. add some rewards to it i want both both just just both why not both (laughs) rocco what do you what do you think I'm I'm actually gonna go on a I think a bit of a tangent here if that's if that's okay. But I just feel like you you'd like I wouldn't be able to like kind of do the topic justice in a way because I think both are in a way great and both I have my problems with. And especially fractals have changed a lot since like where I most enjoyed them. They add a lot of things. They added like the the the, islog, the mistlock modes and stuff. They added uh, they added the tonic stuff, the the major stat increases, stuff like fractal guard, stuff like randomized instabilities. A, a lot of these things not working out the way that I would have wanted them, and in in a way, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that, like, to me personally, a lot of these things kind of ruin Fractals um, mm-hmm. to the point where I'd now say, in a way, nostalgically, I think that dungeons are 
are i don't know i probably prefer dungeons a bit more but at the height like at kind of the pinnacle of my enjoyment i definitely enjoyed fractals more and um what i want to kind of talk about is that i think dungeons and fractals and guild wars 2 talking about like the broader scale of mm the mmo genre right mm -hmm. they're kind of special because in most mmos dungeons are very linear they're very much you have to pull that next group of mobs you mm -hmm. you tank them somewhere and you you kind of like in like a very strategic manner you work your way through i think like um Guild Wars 2 is very special in that aspect that you have a lot more fluidity and and the content and the combat right like you if you remember an old school dungeon tour right with like a decent group you'd have like these very fast paced stealth stacks rush through a group of mobs have a mesma portal open up port you behind that wall have a thief run ahead you know yeah. uh, and i think that like was very high paced and was very engaging and that's something that i don't see in other mmos at all ever in mm. final fantasy definitely not right like no. if you compare a final fantasy uh dungeon which is literally follow this one path kill these mobs and kill that boss at the end if i compare that to guild wars 2 i i just even though dungeons are the old some of the oldest content guild wars 2 i think it's one of the most almost revolutionary in terms of gameplay in mmos as a whole right yeah. um and that's what to me makes dungeons and frag and guild wars 2 just inherently special right that mm. that's why i will always like kind of say dungeons and guild wars 2 are special content um and fractals initially did a lot of that similarly you could do a lot of that the same way a lot of the things i enjoyed about dungeons translated into fractals like the whole skipping ahead stuff like you know it's like yeah if you guys maybe you remember the uh, the aether blade fractal the aether yeah. the pirate yeah, yeah, yeah. fractal and there's like yeah. this part in the beginning where you have like these the scaffolding that you have to climb up and there's like booby traps on the way and stuff and if you had a good chrono that chrono could you know uh, quickly blink up there and if you had a really really good chrono keep even place maybe a portal and and people would like that part would be that otherwise to the average group would take you know um maybe five to ten minutes would be mm, done in a matter of true. seconds and that's something yeah. i really enjoyed that really made that chrono stand out and that was like something to work towards as a player who is maybe that's more you know skill driven and um, I found that very special, and and a lot of that got removed with the um, with the introduction of checkpoints, with the introduction of um, the respawn nodes and stuff in fractals, and a lot of that just kind of some stuff that I really enjoy about dungeons that translated into fractals later in a way a little bit got culled down a little bit in fractals, mm. and I think that's kind of unfortunate. I think that's something I don't like about them, which kind of led to fractals now being something I don't enjoy as much anymore. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I wanted to. No, 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 no. You <laughs> made some really important points. You got it off your chest. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Get it. It's been that's weighing good. on me, Crew. I, that's I important. Just, no, that's Finally, good. I, I can talk about you. this somewhere. <laughs> well, that's Don't the, have to vent and, it on Twitter. Well, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? You know, things do change, and and there's reason they bring bring these things in, and I'm sure many people share the same. The same views as well i i didn't do fractals that much back in the day so like i can't remember the the changes and stuff sometimes i dip in there but it's not really the thing that i choose to do uh yeah. guild wars 2 specifically that much but this doesn't mean that it's not a good experience for some people a lot of people talking about the difference in quality obviously dungeons are very old now peeps as well so sometimes yeah. comparing like the the quality of like graphics and you know mechanics and all that kind of stuff is very difficult to to compare because you can you're comparing like 
much newer content to older content but I've, i still also, think the paths that you're talking about the originality of like the dungeons is a very good point the paths is one thing that i thought was very very unique as well because you can do that in other mmos now like you can there are other paths you can go but to have that story fit each path and the different bosses and the uniqueness of each path is is important but i'm i'm gonna nip to the bathroom very quickly and while i do that just tell me like uh your favorite fractal and why and not too long and i'll be back in like a moment but like don't Oh. Yeah, tell me your favorite. Take fractal. your time. Take your time. Oh, God, here we go. It's okay. I'm going like, yeah, to turn my mic off. Don't okay. worry. I will be right back. And so, who's going to go first? Kruf is going to go first. I'll be right back. Damn, I always called on, but I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> when he well, comes back, you're still talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only start talking about it when he comes back. Um, I mean, for my favorite fractal. I have to say that I've really enjoyed Sunqua, Sunqua Peak, mostly because it's like the newest one. It's it's feeding the hunger that we all have. It's filling the gaps. It's filling my mind. It's filling my spirit. It's giving me a religious experience that I didn't know I needed, but I definitely would like to feel again. Um, End of Dragons, Cantha. I'll have a taste. So, yeah, I'd say Sunkoke Peak is my favorite. My least favorite, mm, screw all others. Honestly, dumpster fire. No, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> okay, burn them all down. My goal. Every I don't know if I have a least favorite. I don't know. Do I? At the, the Ascalon one. I'm not a huge fan of the Ascalon one, where you turn into a char. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. reactor. Those two, maybe. I don't know. I don't like, hate anything, but it's because it's because you want to look at your character, but you get like transformed into yeah. something ugly. That's I have I don't to like go them. around walking hunched over. I already do that in my life. I don't want to do that. Okay, <laughs> give me a back brace. <laughs> I, uh, I like Sunqua too. Sunqua is also my favorite. Um, I don't like it that much on normal mode because there's like all these other bosses you have to do, and it's a bit long. But the challenge mode on Sunqua is like amazing. Like the fact that there's like two phases and I don't know, I like the mechanics. It feels like a proper rate fight with like five people. I like it. Sunqua's my favorite. Um this favorite is probably the underwater one, just because I don't like underwater combat. What about you, Rocker, real quick? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you Talk didn't have to do it while I was going to the bathroom. I'm still trying to make Carry on. Whatever you're saying is fine. I don't know. Uh, underwater isn't fun. That's that's what I just said. So that one and is. Sunqua Peak is amazing. Yeah. What do you think, Roka? I was legitimately done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm a bit conflicted because, in a way, like my favorite fight in Fractals is probably Mama, and I think Mama just Ooh. was a huge step. I love it totally, and uh, I love 99 in general. But after I just went on that whole tangent about, you know, how, like, one of the best things about Dungeons and Fractals and Wars 2 is the whole skipping mobs part, right? Is um, 99 really doesn't really fit that, right? So, like, it's it's one of the first dungeons they did where they really kind of went away from that fulminant into more of a boss fight centered one for the CMs, uh, which I love, absolutely love. But um, in a way, I really appreciate all of the fractals that uh, have some sort of mob skipping and running ahead stealthing 
you know, that kind of gameplay. I just like that a lot. And um, so in a way, I guess 99CM favorite, maybe together with something like, I don't know, Aetherblades or something that has that mm. a lot. Least favorite, probably Twilight, Twilight Arbor. Is it? No, it's not Twilight Arbor, Twilight Oasis. Uh, dungeon. Really? Oh, Twilight Oasis. <laughs> you know, the yeah. one with uh, Amala at Yoko. the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hate it, hate it. I mean, that one has a lot of skips, though. I would have fucking yeah, liked right. that. But I hate it so much. <laughs> Even though it's got it's skips, he still doesn't like yeah. it. For some reason, that's yeah. the one. Oh, no, if that's that in, wasn't oh, the no, question. It wasn't the one you hate oh, the most. No. We can't, we're finishing that conversation. We're moving on. Wait, um, but everybody else said it. Everybody else was like, oh, they the said they have the one they dislike. your favorite and least favorite? Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. But okay, that was. Oh, I made that up. Okay, I'm a trendsetter. You did make it up. <laughs> wow, Kruf, you trapped me into being negative about the game, even though I hate being negative about the game. And I mean, did not say anything we negative. All, it was I, all I you. How dare you get like me? Critical. me up to that when Jepro comes back, he's going to be like, ah, oh, dude, oh. Mario's ranting again, man. It's definitely not, like, people could rant and, like, be critical of the game. That's definitely what we just do it in a different way to have a podcast, because I definitely do it. Um, but it's in a way where it's just like, you know, they can, there's this thing where I don't like it, and that's okay, because we can all have things we don't yeah. like about stuff. That is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Um... Okay, I am going to move this on now. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one I like the best and which one I don't like that much because I still, I'm uh, Francis isn't something that I, you've got to tell us which one you like the most at least. Like, come How on, is this democratic? I think I like yeah. the one with the Colossus, <laughs> the Colossus dude. I can't, oh, okay. I can't remember okay. cool. Right. The, the reason is okay. because I every single time I get to the end, I'm just like, you know, I get that. I get emotional. He just walks away and he's, he's happy and you've set him oh, free yeah. and it's, it's just, it's nice, you know? And when you get that little achievement the first time, what is it? You wave or kneel or I can't remember. It's just like... Yeah, you... To like bow him or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. bow, bow, and then That's he like turns it. around and he goes like exactly. this as well, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought that was very epic. It was just like, that was Absolutely. a very unique experience that I've not had in Guild Wars 2, like, had until that point and it was just, it was very cool, this big, big being... And- and, it was just, and it's also yeah, like it's, it's this big mystery, right? It's like I don't think that's been explained ever, has it? Much. Is there like lore about like what that colossus actually is? No, it would and be I cool. That. It'd be cool if they. Brought I actually, back. I actually and really love dragons. that. <laughs> yeah, well, End of dragons we, is just the beginning of big human people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> we're jumping from dragons to giants. I, I mean, the thing cool. is, is the fractal is the fractals are supposed to be their own independent kind of story, right? They're fractals. It's very, it's in, it's in the name, you know, a fraction. A, fr- a fractal is like a shard, like a piece of something separate. Like it all feel, always feels very. There is some links, obviously, to the present world, but like you know, it feels very separate at times. Fractals. It feels like I, f- I think I think Laura said yeah. it before. It feels like a, you're walking into another game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly say that I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's actually no, this no, is actually no, a Tolkien no, no. quote. If Tolkien once said about Tom Bombadil that he likes to keep the character unexplained and not really fitting the rest of his narrative as much because it's like a genuine mystery. It's like mm. a world needs some unexplained stuff, right? Something that's that true. just you like that you keep wondering about when you go back to it yeah. right? that you can't 100 explain and that's actually i think that's actually kind of a strong thing in a way so, like something that. that we can make like 40 minutes speculation videos exactly. about you know yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well, there you go. If anyone wants concert, Kruf is like, hmm. There we go. I want to see it, Kruf. Do it. Oh, me? Okay. The speculation video, for sure. Anything you ask. I don't ask. see that in sure. the next week. <laughs> if I don't see that in the next week, I'm going to be very upset. Um, so I'm going to show you. We're going to go on to raids now very quick. Uh, duh, 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 duh. It's going to be a bit easier to cover, actually. You always say quick, and then it's like an hour later. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone does need to go or oh need to God. go to the bathroom or something, that's Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I just I'm love leaving. it. It's so consistent. This is the raid trailer. I'm done. Bye. Raids is not my thing. <laughs> Thanks for the dungeon talk. There we go. <laughs> Like, oh, I gotta go now. This was around, uh, obviously, Heartforms was... Um, this was one of the things that came with Heartforms, even though it came a little bit later, a month or so. I think it was a month or so. Um, I've got the date and everything. We're actually on... We just killed Gorsaval as a community as our, in our guild for this past week. I love Gorsaval. Congrats. Did he lick you too? Yeah, thank you. Uh, it all did all the things to us. We, it was, <laughs> and I was special. The thing is, <laughs> no one's special. Um, <laughs> and we all get down five bars. Pretty much. I, I, Identical theme box, you're saying? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah, people made merit many, many different yeah, I bet, uh, I bet. comments when we started playing this boss because not many people see it, like, see people trying to make progression on those bosses. Um,. And oh, I bet, yeah. Especially Gorzabal's probably. Yeah, because, like, people have... Yeah. Like, we have our own... So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of context for this and, and people listening at home. We basically have said, you can play whatever you want, pretty much, you know, bring some food, bring do the things, like, do, do you know, the minimal amount of stuff, to, like, bring some food, maybe get some food of someone else, whatever, and, you know, we'll learn the fights together. So people who have never raided before, I just wanted to be like, can we get through some of the fights and some of the stuff? If you just walk into a raid without, like, specifically planning for it um, and see what happens. But as we've kind of gone on, like, people have taken up roles where they're like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, um, I can do this mechanic specifically. or And we've evolved, we've started to evolve, and still people are playing builds they like and enjoy the stuff they're most comfortable with, and that's also fine. Um, and it's been a really awesome experience to just because I've actually learned the fights how the they were intended and specific stuff where I was a DPS maybe before a healer and my role was very easy and I didn't really know what the hell was going on I just got carried essentially although I was doing my role fine which is you know important part but I didn't really know what was going on sometimes or I I knew that I needed to go here and do this but I didn't know what someone else was doing. And at the moment, I'm playing a lot of different roles in the um, in the raids themselves. And I've actually really enjoyed it. But uh, raids are, are definitely an interesting one. Um, <laughs> let me give you some information. Uh, so Heartforms released um, 23rd of October. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, raids launched, sorry, raids launched November 17th which is after the Heart of Thorns release on uh, October 23rd. So it was just under a month. Um, and there was four wings uh, that were released between the initial release and February uh, 2017 before Path of Fire came out. Um, so that's not too bad in terms of other games maybe releasing rates as well. I'm thinking about Elder Scrolls Online. not sure about comparison to Final Fantasy. I know they've got a shed load of raids. Um... 
Then there was a bit of a wait. It was, you know, till not until November after Path of Fire where they started to release the other wings, the three, the three further wings. And uh, it's been almost two years since we've had a new raid wing as well. But saying that, I think we know generally that they aren't, there hasn't been a focus on raids and they've kind of told us in roundabout ways that that's not something they're focused on at the moment. Um, we don't know with the new expansion, of course, but um, we, we've and at I'm, least I'm also, I'm, I'm going to credit them there that they may not have released raids, but they did release strike missions and they did work on other instance mm-hmm. PvE formats, right? Even though, exactly. you know, whether you love them or not is up to everybody themselves, right? But they did do strike missions, they did do dragon response missions, Um Almost instead of raids, right? It's uh, and strike missions definitely have their similarities to raids, right? So, I think we can, I think you can categorically say as well. The more people are playing strikes, I think you could probably say that more people are able to access strike. And we'll talk about that when we get to strikes. But uh, or maybe we can cross over the conversation as well. But um, considering the fact that we're in that said they would never do raids. <laughs> How? How? Because they did. Um, they definitely did. I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure they said they wouldn't. Maybe they said that we haven't got raids on the horizon or something. Maybe they didn't say specifically. But I'm, that's the message I got early on. How surprised was yeah. everyone that they actually brought raids into Guild Wars Two? Were you, were you all surprised, or was it like, yeah, they'll probably do it in the end? And I was. I mean, as soon as they hired a raid team designer, it's kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess they're doing raids. Because I remember it was also like, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was before Heart of Thorns released. Yeah. And before them even announcing it, really, that like, I was, I feel like they, the community was generally in agreement that raids weren't going to really be a thing, even though people like to, to float the idea and stuff. But as soon as they like saw a hiring on their website of like raid designer or like looking for someone who has experience in raids, some, either it was a direct job offer or some roundabout way of saying that they were starting to look into raids and larger content so yeah. by then i was like it was a nice surprise because it's like oh this is gonna happen but of course we never got confirmation until they officially announced it and i think it was the perfect place to announce it with an expansion a new feature something new to grab people and uh yeah i've been happy with them pretty much ever since other than the, the cadence and the release schedule but yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That deals with timing and scheduling. You're saying it, like, that's exactly what I am, right? Like, I started playing the game again after the Heart of Thorns announcement because of raids. And I had never Mm. raided before in any other game, but I wanted to try it out. And that was actually, to me, when I watched that, that was, like, the feature that made me think, okay, I should give it a go again. Maybe I'll, you know, like, a few months before it launches, I'll get into the game. It's good to see your first MMO, then? No, just the MMOs I played never had like i never played wow like my first mmo was called conquer online and then i played a lot of silk road online and they're very huh. different yeah, yeah, Wizard yeah. 101 uh, <laughs> okay never mind <laughs> what i heard I someone talk about that recently i don't know silk road oh. or conquer which which no, one? the wizard one. Oh my god. Oh, wizard no. one. Oh. Oh. I have no idea what that <laughs> is. Whoa, what what is it? <laughs> what? But yeah, it was, it was, uh, Sorry. 
It was it was raids that got me into like I mean it was the announcement of raids that got me interested in the game again, and then I got interested for other reasons because I found a community. I started doing dungeons, started doing daily world boss tours, etc. Yeah. Eventually, I was just as excited about the guild hall as I was about raids, and then that was a bit of a disappointment. And then I mm. got all about raids. Yeah. In a way, if the I game had it's... panned out differently, maybe my all, whole content would have become finding decorations for guild halls. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, don't worry. I think I think that's kind of like the power of raids in a way because um, I never really quit playing. I've been playing like since launch, but I was definitely a casual player. So you know, I would do some dungeons, but I I wasn't really trying to speed run anything. I would just kind of chill, just play casual. Uh, but then when I first got into raids, that's what made me want to, like, try to get better. That's what made me want to, like, get better gear and, like, learn my rotation and all that stuff. Um, for me, raids were definitely, like, the catalyst that, that made me more interested in, like, taking the game more seriously, in a way. I'm just setting myself in the chat, no worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you do want to play Guild Wars Super Free right now, or you want to purchase even the expansions, the link is in the chat right now. Go click it to support your oh, yeah. also, also, these guys what have an amazing a link way as well. to support the It is, it is, it is an amazing way to support your, yeah. your creators. Of it. And also, I'm pretty sure. What is that proof, Mark, Twitch um, Prime? There you go. <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> See, there you go as well. That's right. Um, PayPal. <laughs> I now accept uh, Dogecoin and all the others. Um, <laughs> I don't care about that. I don't understand it. Um, so pay me in food, and I will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, were you surprised? Uh, the race got announced. Um, yeah. Not really. Um, I, I didn't think it was going to be called rates. I think like, you know, mm. like how fractals were like this new thing. Yeah. I thought the arenas would come up with something that was a bit like rates, but it would be called differently and there would be some twists. Mm. Um, I was surprised like that they were missions. called rates. Yeah, like strike yeah. missions. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of surprising they didn't put their own spin on it. I guess they kind of did because... In a way, I think, like, with Guild Wars 2, they definitely wanted to get rid of the idea of mobs in between fights, even though, technically, they do have one after Veil Guardian. But I see that as... They did do it very differently. Because you could still get, like, you know, some of the shards and bits and bobs from completing their next event, which, you know, when you've got to capture the... Um, you've got to do the capture points in front of the gate and then to advance through, and then you've got the run towards the next boss, right? When you've got this wave kind of following. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah, all um, these pre-events and raids. Right? Yeah, yeah, so they did it in a more of a Guild Wars 2 way, where it feels more rewarding to go and complete that stuff. Like, you had to... It's almost like a mini, you know, not DPS check, really, but in a way it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the way they introduced it, I really liked Veil Guardian. I still do. I still like it. I don't know why. It's, I think it's because I've just got the best memories from it. Like, remember killing my first Guild Wars 2 boss, and I remember I did it with a few, like, content creators, and we did it on stream. Mighty Teapot was in there, and I think that's the first time he ever killed a boss as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but there was Mighty Teapot, there was Zap, there was loads, and we had, like, a Guardian tank, and we just did... It, it was one of those experiences, you know, when you do think something for the first time, and it's not matter, you don't know what it is, and it's so rewarding, you're just like whoa we did this and i don't know how like we didn't have like maximum might or anything we just knew we had to 
have people doing different roles and it was just so good um and learning this thing from the beginning and i think that's why i'm really enjoying raids right now because that experience is being replicated with you know a new group of friends and like a community where you know these people don't know a lot of what's going on and we're talking about it and uh actually playing the mechanics and not avoiding stuff and it's been so cool i think i was very surprised that they introduced raids and i was actually i was in a place where i was like I'm not sure I want raids, actually. I was uh, one of the reasons why. Blasphemy. I, was, I was still excited for it because I remember being like, oh, this is a cool new thing. But I wasn't like, whoa, awesome. I was just like, oh, they're not doing their own thing. Like Lara said, I think I, I was a bit surprised they're not calling it something else or putting their own twist on it. But when I got in there, I loved it. Like I was enjoying it. But um, I actually think it's probably... Uh, a downside to some marketing for Guild Wars 2 that they tend to create these like specialized names. I don't think it's necessarily like recognizable. So I think for raids, it was probably smart to keep it as raids mm. just for marketing of their first expansion. Mm. That's very true. I think if they, uh, if they called it something else. Yeah, the language. Drawn in by the name raids, but just the word raids will draw true. viewership on Twitch. It will make launches just. If if you compare like a, a, the launch of a of a um, of an episode that had a raid attached to it on just like Twitch compared to one that doesn't, like you'll you'll find much higher viewership just because like other game like there's like a whole MMO spanning community of people that are into raids that will give that oh, a yeah. look Absolutely. over that basically. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, you need to market in that way, right, where people understand what it is. And I guess once they've introduced raids, then they know that raids are in the game, but like stroke strikes are the evolution to the. We'll talk about that evolution. In the anyway, evolution, <laughs> revolution. Yeah, one of the words. Um... What's the opposite of that again? <laughs> so, no, but, the evolution. Uh, funny because strikes are actually a great format, right? And other games yeah. have them as well. If They're you look cool. at Final Fantasy, they have the exact same format, and it's very successful and works mm. very, very well. They do it better than yours too, as well, admittedly. But mm. it's a format that I am actually a big fan of, and that I think does really, really well. It's. Uh, fairly easy to develop single boss fights that don't require the same amount of work as a full raid would yeah. and you know they don't invite that whole exploration especially in Guild Wars 2 right like the whole big instance where you can you know have little notes hidden and all that stuff right like just the individual boss fight in its own secluded arena it's a format I'm a fan of mm. sadly didn't go anywhere well before we go to strikes yeah. um does anyone have a favorite wing? Like, so if you're if you are listening for the first time as well, raids in Guild Wars Two, even though they didn't specifically state like when it released, there would be this trinity and everything else. It kind of is. Um, raids brought it more into PVE line, I guess, and well, not in all the fights because it's not necessarily there's a tank for every fight, but I would say there is definitely someone healing and there is support in different ways, like boons, dispersal, and stuff like that. And people bring things to the fight which help your team, obviously. Uh, to do the things but um it's still you know it's 10 person content and it's a raid and so essentially these roles are kind of you know they've kind of come they were in the other modes the trinity existed in pvp existed in world free world as well to a degree you know you've got your tanky players you've got your supportive players you've got your damage players it's a trinity um and you know the raid then rage brought that and in fractals people do play with a healer you know they do like bring like a firebrand or a tempest sometimes if they want to um and i think i did 
I, d I was gonna ask what everyone's favorite wing would be actually i just wanted to get just give a little bit of information to people who don't know anything about raids but if you the problem with raids now i think is is and why they haven't continued them which i think we all know is access is a big issue um also maybe just maybe access in loads of ways like being able to get in there maybe gear is a bit of an issue for, for a lot of people guild also is a very different kind of game mmorpg compared to others and i think there's casual players in every game but i think in, in guild wars 2 raids didn't appeal to everyone and and that's okay and that's fine because you can play guild wars 2 as hardcore as you like but you've got to know people to do it because of access to things isn't as easy as maybe other games um and i don't know if anyone can actually if they want to disagree with me they can it's just my my opinion um but when have we all played raid? I've played, I've raided with Crew, so I know, and I've, I'm pretty sure Rocker does. Laura, you've done raids, haven't you? I've seen you do raids, I think. Yeah. A lot. Raids are kind of what, what sort of started my content creator thingy in a way. Ah. Uh, because I started making these raid videos. Wh which is um, funny because it's there what ended mine. <laughs> oh no. <Really? laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> what <did laughs> Supreme dies, another rises. Well, this is why it's good to have oh, people no. on the show with different different things that feels like one for one person it's awesome for one person it's not so laura why did, oh, no, it, why did it like start your what, what what was it that got you really excited to do that kind well of stuff? the thing is as, as i was saying i was always kind of a casual player right yeah. um i was i i was actually really into playing music in guilters too uh, so i would just like sit in divinity's reach and just play music the whole day that's that's like 90 percent of what i did and then one wow. day uh me you and like Lord of the Rings like online. <laughs> <laughs> you really like Lord of the Rings online. I have a harmonica. Hell yeah. I'm proud. Sorry, I didn't know. No, but like one, one day, me and some friends, um, we, were, we were being like bored. And yeah. it was like three of us. And we were like, we have never raided. Let's just go into a raid and let's just see how we feel with, do with three people. Because we were always, all of us were kind of scared of raids, right? It's like this difficult content. It's difficult to get into, especially if you don't have any of the kill proof. You have to find like a training guild. It's this whole thing, um, and then we just had fun with like three people. Uh, we were like doing Karen and Ring Four, and we started adding like more of our friends, being like, "Hey, you want to join us? You want to join us as well?" Yeah. Um, so we ended up getting ten people, and I was like recording this, and I thought it was really fun. I, I thought there was a lot of funny moments and stuff. Um, so I turned that into a video that was called "A Music Guild Tries to Raid," um, posted to Reddit, and it actually got like a lot of views. Uh, and I started making more of those and more of those. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where I where I started off. Um, and now I really like raids and I do them all the time. Raids are fun. Wonderful. That is the origin story right there. I don't have to make one up. I have to do that sometimes for viewers. It's interesting. Oh, I do that every day in life. I, just like yeah, different I'm ones all the time. Yeah, I'm just not because you can just meet new people and then you can just say whatever. They have no reference. <laughs> they have no reference. <laughs> Rocker, what, what, why was it the race didn't appeal to? I don't know. I, what, what oh, was it that, that kind of uh, without going too 
yeah, <laughs> to, I'm not like, gonna go there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna like, go there. I was just being cynical. I was just being oh, cynical. Okay, right, because, you right, know, I eventually uh, kind of <laughs> went down that whole rabbit hole of expecting more than is feasible, and uh, and uh, also just like you know, inherently liking the content too much to the point where if you are left without it for a year or so, you start yeah. getting really annoyed with everything else. Get some withdrawals. Kind of. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, you just become overall a little bit negative, and I think that's kind of affected me a lot in Guild Wars 2, and kind of made the game less fun to me on a lot of levels, right? But, um, I mean, in a way, really, I think raids are, like, some of the best content that's ever come out in the game. I would actually go as far as to say that raids have advanced all of PvE in every aspect mm-hmm. more than any other content has. Because when you're saying, like, you remember the times back in the day when you were progging your raid for the first time, what you were progging wasn't just the raid, you were progging the game, right? Like, because you were, for the first time, finding out about things like Condi builds, right? We're talking about how Trinity has never been in the game, but it's never been in the game in the worst of ways before raids were introduced because everybody just played the one Berserker build and you just yeah. uh, you just that's placed an ice bow and pressed four and that was, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't have Trinity, yeah, we're so cool, true. right? Like, that, was like dynamic. The, Come back. that was terrible. <laughs> if, people think, if people think about like, um, about... If people now think that you're fenced into a meta, try playing Dungeons in 2014 like, or something and try to like enter on a Necro or a Ranger or something, right? Let's see how, how well you will fare. And, um, and then uh, raids came out and, and they started to massively improving all of PvE, all of combat, everything about it, right? They brought out break bars. They made CC a whole thing, right? They brought out like uh, suddenly quickness became a thing right that wasn't a thing before like you didn't have mm. quickness for longer than 10 seconds before in a dungeon fight a mesmer would place a time warp and that's it right and then and in raids you suddenly <laughs> like you had the chronomancer that had just come out and you started experimenting with like having a class that actually focuses on the spoon and uh, electricity just came out right so like there were all these mm. huge improvements and and innovations to uh, the combat and pve in, in guild wars 2 and that they were all tied to raids and without raids they would have never you know we, we saw a few little experiments in triple trouble with comedy builds right but that was really it right uh, the build diversity first big thing about, right build diversity like actual yeah, content but- that's important yeah the first big thing that my group struggled with when we tried to get into raids was we needed to find somebody who could play Condi. Yeah, I was right? literally thinking somebody... that. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did, did anybody else do the migraine achievement because it was the only way to acquire a Condi amulet back in the day? Or like, yes, right? I did. Things like this. That was Good all Lord. brought in because of raids. And um and, and in a way, because of that, I think raids aren't really just raids. Raids are like a revolution to PvE and Guild Wars 2 in general, because they revolutionized the combat, they revolutionized the builds and everything. And look where we are now. You could go on like every single class in Guild Wars 2 has at least three builds that I can think of that are absolutely good and comparable and competitive that I could just think of right off my head. And to each of these builds, you could add your own little twist that you enjoy. And that is yeah. some of the most variety build craft that you. There's no MMO that I think can compete with this even remotely. So, none of this would have happened without raids, right? Like this wouldn't have happened if it had stayed dungeons. This wouldn't have happened if it would have stayed open world. Raids unlocked an entire dimension to Guild Wars Two that hadn't been there before, and that's why you know that's why I'm such a big fan of them. That's why I'm so sad that they're not getting developed and. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the thing, isn't it? I think I I do feel like 
they're definitely i feel like arena that have been on a journey with guild wars 2 ever since you know even with just releasing because ever it, since it, just, it launched yeah i mean i'm legitimately i mean it's so different from guild wars like their original game you know i mean instance content is the thing they did and that's all you know the only open world areas were the hubs right and some other bits and bobs and i i'm not a, like a you know a seasoned guild wars player so please correct me if i'm wrong um but like I do feel like they've been learning for a long, 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 long time and trying to get, trying to understand the player has been one of the things they've been trying to do for a long time. You know, they've done that with Dungeons, Fractals, Raids, Now Strikes, and that's what they've been trying to think of. What is our end game? Is it living story? Is it the meta, big open world meta events? Is it the achievement system? Which I actually think is the end game in Guild Wars 2 um <laughs> in all honesty and uh and raids and our strikes and and i think it's a big combination it's more of i think they're always just trying to offer a, a tons of options different things that people can do and the end game is whatever you want it to be right um but i think that they're still trying to come up with this thing where they can where it is like you know the big thing at the end where you can do and like raids was that attempt maybe at that um, and then realizing how many people actually could get involved in it and get access to it and actually play it consistently um, was something that dipped off and maybe they knew about a long time ago but wanted to kind of almost finish the raids releases from Path of Fire, which is like the third wing, and then kind of be done with it. That's my assumption anyway. And again, that's just an opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I lo- I did really enjoy raids. I I think cool. one of the things that I really loved about raiding uh, was the PVE legendary arm that you could get as well, and how they intermixed with that. Um, and obviously, you know, different other things where you can get different skins and and loot and different and like snippets of story as well, which you know may have come from Guild Wars or was just you know new story that they brought into the game. And continued that on. I think that was really good, especially because I know now, like when we got to Samurai and we're in Wing Four and we're talking, and uh, some of the story through there, people are like, "Oh, there's this thing," or "Oh, there's that," and I'm like, "I don't know what that is." Um, you know, little shoutbacks to to the previous game. I'm just like, "This is cool," you know. I kind of want to go and play Guild Wars now to understand a lot of what's going on because I'm clueless. But I don't know. I think there's there's a lot in Guild Wars too, and I forget about that. Um, and there you go. That's good. I've got. I've got like a whole. You should, you should get it. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. I've got the whole thing. I Hell played yeah. it on stream. I played. I've played one of the expansions. I can't remember which one. Um, but we're gonna play them. We're gonna play one of them before End of Dragons as well. So we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You should also maybe get Path of Fire as well. Use the links <laughs> down below. Oh yeah, there you go. Where's my? Nokia was too memorable. What is that? Is that a mini art book? Oh, yeah. Does this show up? It's an art book. Does it show up? It's on the camera. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the mini art (laughs) book. I have have something too. You see this? Oh, that's the funky one. I'm not going to go and get my collection, <laughs> collector's edition Ritlock. If you want yeah, me to go and get pull it. Pull out the Ritlock again and I've, just I've let us out. bask in its glory. <laughs> Who has a toaster, guys? Who has a toaster? Oh, <laughs> I do. That, no, wait, that is you the have a I have a toaster, but it's in England. Yeah, it's in England, though. And I've oh got, God. and I've got, wait, wait for him to put his headphones back on. <laughs> 
I've always I've wanted a, a toaster. I've got a shower as well, mate. <laughs> a shower? Shatterer. Oh, you got a shower? Who has a shower? They have like shower curtains and a shower head. Do they have like a wand or something? Well, the thing is, wow. I just got my 10-year green card for America, so hype that. And, but, uh, Congratulations. Also, thank you very much. Um, and But now I can get all my stuff sent over. So I can get my shower sent over. I can get my toaster sent over. I can get all that stuff sent over. I'm just going to have a Guild Wars 2 corner. Nice. Okay, anyway. but like, do you eat toast? Do you toast? Toast? Uh, do you I, toast I make grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm just going to have to make it a different way now. Okay, so good. Because it would be very... I'd be crestfallen if someone got a toaster and they don't eat bread. I'd be... Well, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Broke. Like, I don't know. Anyway, the conversation's <laughs> gone away from us. Um... <laughs> Again, if any of you do have stuff you need to go and do, it's okay if you need to have go. Or but if you need a break and you need to get to the bathroom and need to get some water or anything, please do so as well. And I will keep talking. Easy to do. Um, I just wanted to make a statement about being envious of your toaster. That's all. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it for five years. So. Doesn't <laughs> it like? Doesn't it like toast like the Guilters Two yes. logo? In- <laughs> I never used it. I, never used I it. know, right? I'm pretty. Yeah, I did get it. I got it. Who did I get it from? I think I got it at the festival event. I got it at the festival event. When we can all meet up again in person, I'm thinking of organizing a festival in America. What? If you if you go and look up what festival is, I'm pretty sure Rocker knows what it is, and Laura might know what it is as well. A festival. Festival. That was the. The, the little event, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was Wait, one in England and France festival? as well. Yeah, no, there's one really? in England and France as well. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I only know the German one, like, for obvious reasons. But, um, like, I know that, like, there was a German community called Guild News. They had to organize it. So, oh, yeah, in awesome my head, people. it's always been, like, their thing. But oh, I, I think they You're right. It. There was, yeah. There were started. other countries that did festivals and other communities mm-hmm. We'll have an American do you dress yeah, up like yeah. a clown? We'll do it in Seattle. There you go. There. No, like festival is actually it's a quagan thing. Like foo or oh, something yeah. is a quagan oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually by law required to dress up as a quagan if you go there. No, it's... no, you don't. Yes, no, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Quagan <laughs> yeah. likes this beer. Yes. You have to talk like this too. Yeah, yes, you can talk exactly. Like that. We did it. We did exactly it in a pub this. in England, and we had a, like a mini PvP <laughs> tournament on uh, in the actual. Like pub well, and do it stuff, next year. It was very cool. Because then I'll be 21, so I can uh, drink then. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Go and check it out. But yeah, fun memories. Awesome. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was great. I love those. I had, a, I had a Griffin race against another content creator on stage. That was Oh, nice. Fun. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. actually quite a good idea. Yeah, but they but they had custom key. They had like the, the standard keybinds, and I have very custom keybinds, so I couldn't play it at all. And I was oh yeah, that's, that's my horribly. that's always my thing. <laughs> I, if I'm ever gonna go and play a game anywhere else, I always take my mouse with me, and like yeah, I, I print awful. screen the thing and I take it with me. Just get super keen. Made a fool of myself. They never let me get that one. They just <laughs> now we know as well. Um, right, okay, I'm gonna get back on topic. Uh, sorry, that was actually my fault. <laughs> um okay favorite wing mine was and is i think my favorite wing is still gonna have to be the original one although i i have different favorites uh, for different reasons yes spirit veil cool i like i like the first wing it's my favorite one next lara 
What's your favorite one? Um, I like Wing Five yeah, because it's in the Underworlds and there's Doom and there's all the like lore oh, stuff and the. Oh, I might just have to amazing. I like that one as well. <laughs> Yeah, and also just loved um, when it first came out like there was a bit of a big like world's first race on like Doom yeah. um, most of the world's first race didn't last that long but the Doom one actually lasted surprisingly long so just have a lot of good memories to Wing 5 Doom was an outlier Doom was definitely I think a lot of raiders have fond memories because of exactly yeah. that it's like the first raid that didn't get cleared in a matter of hours in a way right like <laughs> where like yeah being the first to actually clear Doomseam actually meant something, whereas in most others, it was like, okay, is it going to be... Are they going to clear it at 1am or 2am, right? It's not a matter of when this week, it's a matter of when today. Which cool. is a bit unfortunate, right? But... Yeah, but I, you know, I think that's when it started to, to dip their interest and in, in them thinking about what they were going to do. But, but anyway, Rocker, what was your favorite one? I would say Wing 1 as well. Fondest memories, first thing I progged, and I still think till today it's one of the best wings to actually introduce you to raids. It's like, I feel like every boss in Wing 1 has like something it teaches you, you know? It's like this, it's like this good teacher that doesn't teach you by just telling you something, but by like, you know, leading you through the Hmm. game and and confronting you with different challenges, right? I think that's what Wing 1 kind of excels. It's the perfect introductionary wing. I agree. I would disagree. This is all personal opinion <laughs> stuff. You can't disagree with someone's opinion. I mean, you can, obviously, but like, this is, this is, this is Rocker's favorite. All right, what, well, Groove, I guess we're done here. I don't, it doesn't favorite, matter what you like. The... It's so bad. You can't like that thing. <laughs> no, not about the favorite. Wow, about Kruf the is just crushing dreams today. God. You know <laughs> How dare you? For this? It's a oh hobby. Oh my god, no. so toxic. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not for the not for the favorite, but for the for. actual introduction of raids. Not only was it the first raid, but I think I think it's weird because it set the tone that raids were going to be extremely difficult. But I actually kind of think Wing 4 would have maybe, when you look at the difficulty, I think Wing 4 might have been a better starter raid for raiders if they had, like, switched around the Mursat Overseer and Karen, and then Samarag and Deimos. That probably would have been... Because I don't think Mm -hmm. Wing 4 does that, right? What I said earlier with every boss teaches you something, I don't think Wing 4 does that. Like, I think Wing 4 teaches you dodging, it teaches you special action. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it, Jebro, this is not about you anymore. (laughs) I was asking what your favorite raid was. You can be both right, because it's your own personal opinion, which is what you enjoy the most. I'm kidding of your entertainment. (laughs) What is your least favorite raid? <laughs> yeah, there we go. You've done that. <laughs> no, that's that's I, cool, right? I just like I just like just that's what I meant with that earlier. Right? It's like I, I don't. I think other raids do that as well in terms of like teaching you a certain aspect of raiding, right? That like can doesn't make your group really split up, right? Can remove. I mean, one it definitely does split up the group. Everyone ends up all over the place. It teaches you. It teaches you how to zone. It teaches you how to kite. It teaches you how to how to dodge a raid wide. Uh, attack. I think it teaches There's you differently things, for sure. Yeah, there it teaches is... you different mechanics, but I, it. I, I think. think yeah. I think it's mean. maybe a little less difficult than Wing One. And as a starter raid, when looking back at the launch of raids, Spirit Veil 
was the only one so we couldn't compare it but i think mm. it was just maybe a little too difficult preventing some more population actually getting into it but i don't think it's the hardest thing but it okay. may be like yeah, at the enough, time yeah i just like I, I just think you know like that sometimes it's good to have even if it's more difficult right that's not the yeah 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 like I, that this... like difficulty itself even if wing force but is easier Right, mm. I I just don't think it's as educational in a way, right? If that makes sense. I think the intention, but I definitely see of... what you mean, right? Like, and and, mm -hmm. and you're not wrong about it, absolutely. Yeah. The intention so. of Wing One is to be in, in educational, especially the first boss, like learning the different bosses before you even get to the the fight itself, like in which one literally takes what kind of damage, and you have to remove a boon, and you have, like there's all the mechanics are there. They just, and then they just kind of put it into one. And when you get to the first boss, I kind of like that. In a funny way, right? Like, Veil Guardian forced you to have the group diversity, which was non-existent at the time, right? Like, yeah. it forced you to yeah. have a Condi build. It forced you to have certain builds that you weren't used to having at the time. Okay. So in, in a way, like, the, the perfect boss to, like, kind of break into a new era, right? Like, of, of builds and stuff, as we were saying before. Yeah, no, no, it's true. That's true. Never thought about it in that one. That's good. But Kruf, Wing 4, you liked it. You, was there any boss on there which you were less like, yeah, this is cool, or I, you know, there's a I don't reason know why you like it? Or... But I do love Deimos, and I do like Samurag. I think the last two bosses were, were pretty stellar in that mm. wing. But I think for nostalgia, I think Spirit Veil is honestly one of my favorites as well. Um, maybe the ending of Spirit Veil, because the third wing. What was it called? When you fight uh, Stronghold of the Faithful, Stronghold of the Faithful, yeah, I have I have very fond memories of that as well. I think that's like the story implications that had were really special at the time. I remember clearing mm, Wing yeah. Two, and you see like a little cutscene with a Massad. That was a huge moment for me. Because okay, don't I... give spoilers because we're still doing that, and I know. People oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, well, there's a. I know it's years. so long after. I know it's so long it... after, but uh, I, I yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to hold him. Okay, I'm trying to hold him. I, I should have said that. No, 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 it's not your fault. I should have said something. Um, well, it's been a long you know, time. Like, to me, I was that was like the first uh, raid where I, like try to clear it really early, and I like kind of um, uh, raced for it, right? And, and I think we were the second team to clear it. Obviously, then like the big guilds weren't allowed to compete, right? But yeah. like my team back then, we cleared it very early, and 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 therefore I was one of the first people seeing like the cool story bits hidden behind it, and uh, and that was just really cool, right? That felt like a reward that transcended in-game items in a way, you know, like because I now felt like I had seen something really special, and you know. That would make me go to friends like I know something that you don't know. That's right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was cool. It was cool, and like the way that initially the living world and the the raid story kind of interacted with each other. You know how they were like parallel stories that kind of intersected at the end, um, without giving away any spoilers. Um, that was very cool. It would be fine in any other stream, but I. Know, but just because we're trying to, we're going for it ourselves. And I know there's people who who love like learning as we oh, go. That's cool. It's uh, it's just a very weird thing. I, it might sound funny, but uh, I'm conscious of that. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, last one. We're going. Um, some of the questions I put on this dog don't really make sense because I think well, I, we know why they kind of stopped. Uh, kind of producing wings for now, I would say. I'm, I'm. Part of me feels like they're going to release something, but I'm not sure. 
Um, or think about it in the future. I hope so. Um, okay, so... <clears throat> strike missions. Did... Was there a trailer? Oh, yes. There is... Uh, that was a great announcement event. It was the prologue. <laughs> it was the prologue. Wait, did Strike came out before the event, though? Didn't they? No, 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 it was like the first no. one, right? Yeah. Like the prologue introduced the first strike. Yeah, but was um, was it the um Oh, the, did they have strikes? Christmas uh, the Christmas event used strike technology. Yes. Yeah, that was oh, but it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't like the, the first, first official strike mission. It wasn't like the snowman uh, Yeah. 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 Yes, people indeed. called it the Christmas raid before they it called it the Christmas exactly strike. because that was the comparison they had. Yeah, um, but if you go to the on the Guild Wars Two wiki, it's a like the, it's kind of a yeah a strike. So it really depends on what what you think. But yeah, exactly right, Chris. The Christmas strike raid thingy is the first official <laughs> thing, and I think that was the tester because the next one that came out. Uh, was a year later almost so strikes launched technically christmas patch 2018 with the christmas one and then the first release after that was shiver peaks past september 17th 2019 so it was almost a year um and not a year but you know like eight nine months mm-hmm. um i do have trailer there was a there was one for the christmas but it was a very very brief one. Oh no that's the raid uh, do, do, do. let me see there we go it was saga icebury saga prologue called bound by blood this is before the whole thing really was the christmas strike good did you enjoy the christmas strike i yeah. actually really enjoyed it yeah yeah it's, it was it's interesting cool many different levels, content yeah for a festival like in particular yeah i think i, like I was like I think I was slightly disappointed by it because everyone was calling it the Christmas raid, so I was like yeah. really expecting like a raid. <laughs> but I think it was like you know a nice way to introduce this sort of content to a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people who like to do festivals, um, and who don't really do the instant stuff too much. Um, so I thought it was good. I thought it was great as well, just because, like, you know, adding, like, like when you're a raider, you always want to think about stuff that makes more people get, you know, develop that same kind of love you have for raids, and it, it definitely felt like adding raid-like content into a festival, you know, mm. where a lot of players that typically aren't raiders, you know, would get to do it and maybe get a taste for it, you know, see that this is not actually content that automatically hates you if you consider yourself a casual player, right? That's uh, that, that. I think that's very cool, and that's why I really like that integration there. And, uh, yeah. Although I'm not sure, like, like if you call it a, the first strike mission now, right? Like, because we basically know that that's been developed by... That was, like, a project of an intern or something, right, initially. Like, I'm not sure that was mm. them thinking, hey, we're experimenting with a new format that was basically like you know a little project to add something to christmas and uh again it's one of those things right we know, don't know unless we, they tell us <laughs> it's just like i guess it's fun I to be like been, well, i think there's actually been some info about this somewhere maybe i think I'm read, find it. well yeah i wouldn't you know lean too far out of the window for that one either but um 
Yeah, I just I never perceived it as like the the, the precursor to to strike missions later, right? Mm. It felt more like it was something they did, and later they did something that was similar. And I really, mean, if you think about it, Snowy mm. wasn't even the same thing as Strikes were originally set to be. Strikes originally was set to be an individual boss fight with no events attached to it at all. But Snowy does have a fairly lengthy pre-event to it, so it doesn't actually fit yeah. the um, definition of the initial Strike mission. And they deviated from that later, right? Later they yeah. added one that's mm-hmm. mind-numbingly long. Oh my god, why would they add that? Is but, that the one with the know, char fighting? all over the place yeah the with, the, with the whole escort the tank for seven hours and then I try to break the that break a straight mission though is that a straight but mission but it is, is it, it, it is. is an actual it's not mission, technically think, but... it's, it's the same technology but it's not they've but classified that as to... a vision of the past because it's particularly the scrying pool and not necessarily the strike mission portal is it okay? Yeah, I thought it was a strike mission. Let's look at strikes on the World War II wiki. Then, this is my. This but is my after Bible. that, but after that, there was another People strike call mission. People a strike was, mission. The the one after that, the one that's basically a big defense invasion event with a number yeah. of them. Was like, that's a technical mm, strike, like mission, no quarter, cool floor. Yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah. Cool. Okay. Because I'm like oh, yeah, the, the entire point being that they like more and more deviated from the original mm-hmm. formula of strike mission. Really right? I like that though. It's just like kind <laughs> of because the very first strike mission had a really long jumping puzzle. You're actually right. Yeah. It's it not too like, long. I just suck at it. It's it's like it's long for me. No, you're actually right. You're actually right. You're actually right. You're actually right. I think they might have just misbranded it because like. I, I actually would have preferred if they stuck with the one boss, one room situation, because it's faster, it introduces people to raid-like content, and I liked the other ones that followed the very first one, that were like, you just teleport into a room, and you have a boss that you have to fight. Yeah. I, I think the simplicity in that is, it's clear uh-huh. and it's concise, and you get mm-hmm. the job done, and you there are yeah. rewards attached to it. I haven't done them yeah. that much, if I'm honest. I've I That's did a whole. I did all of them in a row like a couple of weeks ago. It's the first time I've ever done like some a couple of them, and it was just more of a like you have to be this and you have to know how to do that. And I just I kind of scammed my way in. <laughs> I just lied. I was like, yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> I just lied. It was it was it was fine. I died a lot, but it was okay. I think they kind of knew. Um, did you fake kill proof? You're paying a hundred. No, they, they didn't ask for proof. Problems. They just they were just like you know tell tell us the builders, and I'm like I know the builds. So, you know it's not that difficult. And, and <laughs> I'm just, playing a meta build, and yes. we did it, and we did it. Yeah, I mean it was fine. I mean I I got through it and, yeah. and did it, enjoyed it. But I was like you know I really don't want to do this every day. <laughs> I because I'm just playing through it, and I would rather do it with a bunch of friends and fail a load of times. And that's just but that's just yeah. how I enjoy things. You know that's my enjoyment. They enjoy that. And you know I actually yeah. I, I wanted to say that earlier. I really respect that. Right. I think a lot of people don't dare to actually prog something anymore. Right. A lot of people want to like sit in like a lot of people join the training discord and at the end of the day they just want to clear the content they don't want yeah. to prog the content yeah, yeah. they just want some experienced commander to tell them what to do and at the end of the day somebody will come in on a heel scourge and just finish the job for them you know like and a lot of people deprive themselves of exactly that experience <laughs> you're describing which is what makes raids fun it's going in and doing it with friends and not being good at it and getting better at it right yeah i like to i've definitely enjoyed that a lot more for sure for sure 
I think the best experience is to just have like 10 people and everyone is new, you know, like mm. just learning it together, mm. bashing your head into the wall over and over till you figure it out. And then it feels so good when you when you get the kill. That's when it's like, yeah, that's that's the best moments I've had. I mean, and again, you know, if people enjoy letting you listen to this and thinking, I'd rather do, you know, just getting in there and killing it. And that's absolutely fine as well. But I agree with you, Laura. Like, that's where I have the most enjoyment for sure and and that's why i guess spirit veil was kind of my favorite because of that memory with uh you know some peeps and it was yeah it's it like everyone's first spirit veil kill if you played at launch was just like you're like ah, i've seen the light <laughs> it reminded <laughs> me of uh other games though where i've got first kills you know rift was a big one where we killed like green scale and the like, other other first boss skills like i still remember in rift like my favorite dungeon raid was like hammer and it was this really difficult <gasps> really intense mechanics like they people were conf- like comparing it to some of the best raiding ever in an mmrpg if you never played rift i feel bad for you um because it was fucking amazing it was so good it was the <laughs> raiding was the raiding was just ah oh, so so decent and then it went pay to win and messed it up um but <laughs> I hate it. Now I can't see. I was just thinking maybe I should go back and try that sometime. And then you, uh, I mean, you can, you just won't. You can't I mean, really they they have did that an, genuine they, experience. They did do a really really good thing though. Actually, they did something where you can go and experience the raid story, but as a solo player, and you just kill the bosses as a single player. And they've got mini mechanics in there. It's not difficult. You just go no, in there. No, multiplayer. Um, you can play as a pie, right? Yeah, you can actually just like instantly queue and it just gathers a bunch of people and then you go through the raid. Oh, like as it's normal? Like, in as like an instant adventure? I think oh, that's what they were called. Adventure. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you can experience the story that way. That's what I wanted them to do actually in Guild Wars 2 so you can experience the story. Just have like a simpler way for people to get that access because otherwise it's pretty much just going to YouTube and just Google, like just, you know, searching for <laughs> cutscenes or whatever or watching a stream. And yeah, that's unfortunate. I just still have your Rift Collector's Edition. I never got that. I didn't realize it was going to be so good when I played it. I played it better and it was like, oh. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> talk about Rift. Oh, I miss you. Um, so, is this a better... Is this... Is this... So, the main question about this really is, is this the answer to raids for more of the player base of Guild Wars 2? And is our strikes the thing that they should continue to really focus on apart from raids and is strikes raids you know at 1.2 or is it is it is it a raid is it something different and extra for different players i don't know what to call it 2.0 whatever um i don't know what what was why do you think they brought strikes in and what was what was their intention and why did they stop maybe raid production does anyone want to well, i think I think originally they did like mention that they wanted to create sort of a ramp up towards raids. That, mm-hmm. that was like a big public thing they were like open about. Mm. Um, and I think they kind of succeeded in a way, to be honest, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the like raid people I meet nowadays who go like into it more recently, a lot of them like started with strikes. Um, ah, interesting. So I think I think that was like a successful thing. And something I like to do is. Uh, when I'm with a group of new people, I usually start with strikes. And then mm. a lot of people are in those groups who've never done anything like that. A lot of them get, like, excited about, like, raids and 10-man content and stuff. 
So I, I think strikes are a success, in my opinion, at least. But at the same time, you know, there, there are some statistics, I feel, um, about how many people play race. And it was, like, surprisingly very, very low. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like tw- 10, 20% or something. Um, I'm not actually sure if strikes will make that much of a difference. Um, because I do think that there's just a lot of people who don't really want to, like, get into the more difficult content. They're kind of just, like, content playing the sort of easy stuff, and they're not as excited mm-hmm. to, like, try to get into that stuff. So I think strikes are really cool. But at the same time, I feel like a rate easy mode might have been, like, a solution to make more people enjoy rates. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to make sure more people have access to that sort of content. Um I like strikes though. It's just I, I feel like a lot of the, the bad feelings a lot of raiders have about strikes is because they feel like strikes replaced raids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which in fairness they sort of end, Yeah. Ended like once strikes right. started coming in we <laughs> yeah. didn't get any more raids. You know, yeah. yeah. Um but I'm going to let Kruv talk first because I feel like I'll go on a tangent. Mm. <laughs> smart choice. Smart choice. <laughs> or was no. it? Sorry. <laughs> was it this one? No, no, no. I don't. I, um, I would agree. I really, I think strikes succeeded in some areas, but I think ultimately there's no point in having a ramp if the ramp isn't going to lead anywhere. If you're not going to lead into it with a new raid, to kind of have that seamless progression. Mm. Yes, you can go back, but because it's so it's classified as older content, it would have probably helped if they released like one or two strikes and then a raid yeah. to kind of like have That's a have a follow through of like th- they're almost guiding the community being like this is how it works. But because they didn't do that as we now know. And that might I, have been their intention though. I think Lara's right. It like, you definitely might have been right, their Lara, intention. Saying, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Griff. Yeah. I think there, there was just maybe a little lack of follow through on the end game side of it. But when Strike Missions first came out, I would probably say that I didn't really like them too much. But because it's kind of what we've gotten, I wouldn't mind seeing more Strike Missions if they went the route of having like. Almost like other games, like I think Blade and Soul does like a tower system where like you go through a bunch of bosses or like each floor is a boss and you just keep going almost. I think that would be kind of cool to do like with a strike mission, perhaps. But it seems to be like easier to implement into the game. It's definitely not a raid, but I think just Guild Wars 2 has a difficult time with synthesizing the different types of content that they have because there's so many different types. (laughs) And if they just, if I feel like they should just like s- stick with one and then really just go with that. And I think they did that with strike missions and I've ended up liking them. So I mm. think maybe for End of Dragons, if they include the legendary armory, which could be an incentive to do raids, mm. if they stick with raids, stick with that. If they stick with strike missions, stick with that. If they stick with fractals, stick with that. And really like let it flourish. I said a lot. I hope that was clear. <laughs> That's okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. I, I actually think strike missions are, like, a, a great addition to the game in general. The, the, the format strike mission, I think, is amazing. Right? It's like it's a way to um, basically recycle a story boss into an instance fight that leads people from story, from open world, into more raid-themed content. I think that's great. But 
guilt was too just kind of implemented it in a not great way in my opinion in my opinion they don't actually teach your rates that well a lot like the way that the bosses work out to be they're basically just rate bosses mm-hmm. there are some rate more difficult there are some raid bosses that i'd consider easier than some strike mission bosses and in a way it doesn't feel like a real ramp it feels like a roller coaster right it feels like there's no actual difficulty progression it feels like it feels like some if, if you start on the wrong strike mission you're basically starting as you would if you started in wing four right like and and in a way i don't think they replace difficulty settings and i think that's kind of the big trick they're missing in all of this right it's like because Final Fantasy has the exact same thing, but you can, in Final Fantasy, I would say, you can very clearly see the steps in difficulty. You'll have a normal mode strike mission, and let's say that one has a stack marker or something, right? Then that stack marker will have much bigger effects and will tell you exactly how many people need to be in it or something, you know? Mm. Like, let's say that has a big AOE where the boss has a, does a big fist swing or something. And the easy mode, that will have a huge AOE in the ground that's flashy and red and it's when you stand in here and you will die. And if you stand in it, you will die. But if you do stand in it, well, you had like 10 seconds to think about whether you want to stand in the big red flashy field or not, right? Mm -hmm. And Guild Wars 2 doesn't have that. Guild Wars 2 just throws you in with the regular mechanics as any other boss has. It doesn't have this intro thing where it kind of like dumps the fight down a little bit and makes it easier to understand. And then later give you basically the same fight, but without all of these tells, without where you now you just have to look at the boss and see when he raises his arm to predict the swing is coming, right? Mm. Um, so that's something they're missing in a way. And I think in a lot of ways they ended up to just be heal cheesable. Like you like you don't actually go into yeah. a strike mode learn a mechanic. You just go in and you stack more healers and then just face tank everything the same way. But is that- so in a way it- is that like a same thing? Whereas, like, where you've got, um, that's something you have to queue for and look for, though, as, as similar to raid, right? Where you just kind of go in and farm it. Like, there's the uh, different... most people do that, though, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. the majority of people, you yeah. will. F- I don't think you'll find a bone skinner group that will actually do mechanics. If you do, yeah, like, no the mechanics, unless unless you're just... going in there with like a group of friends or like, yeah, haven't done yeah. it, right, right, right? Like kind of. Yeah, I don't that. even know the mechanics, and I've done it like literally a hundred times. It's, I think I uh, think Bone Skinner might be an example of a boss that was designed to be too difficult to the point where they don't want to do the mechanics of what was intended because just healing through it is so much easier. So I think. It's nice to have difficulty, and I know a lot of people want it, but maybe they should have kind of like rolled a little bit back for Bone Skinner, just because I think it's, like a, at that point you don't want to do mechanics. There's like another dimension to difficulty, right? You can like difficulty yeah. is like the big difficulty is like the big broad term that kind of in, in, in envelops it all. But within difficulty, you can have so many shades of that, right? Like you can add difficulty yeah. by just having a ticking debuff that does 10k damage every two seconds, right? That's difficulty, but it's also incredibly boring, and it leads to you just stacking five more healers, right? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not really engaging difficulty. So it's something that I wanted to see, right? Is something that actually I would consider introduces you to raids would be to take a rate mechanic and then kind of strip it down to something that's an introduction to that rate mechanic right mm. let's say there is a there's a versions of bosses or something yeah say there was a strike mission for samurog and you wanted to introduce a player to the whole knockback wave mechanic mm. then the easy mode mechanic for that for me would be a much even longer wind up literally 
10 seconds long it's so long that you can't miss it and all the time there's like a flashy little sign or something on the ground that indicates that there's going to be an aoe here soon right and then mm. make that way have like some little arrow pointing over it you know literally make it that <laughs> final fantasy you know. <laughs> so i tell you what like a lot of a lot of this would actually be probably and and this is where you know it becomes a, a debate and a different subject and i think this is where it becomes a thing where you know having add-ons and and that's another that's another podcast probably is something where you know you know in world of warcraft you get deadly boss mods or whatever and and it's like these kinds of things actually really 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 help new players and actually in world of warcraft as well they do do little mini guides sometimes on the bosses and they talk about you know the the mechanics and they've got it inside the game um and there are there are things i feel like they could do to help players to kind of introduce and bring them but i like i like that idea actually rock of like having bosses specifically and being like trained like within maybe the the dummy kind of area where you're testing dps like having like a a samurog dummy and you look at you can access maybe the mechanics and be like how do you do like what's the mechanic blah 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 um opportunity for a bestiary (laughs) and then for the I would straight up copy how Final Fantasy does it. Make the first, make the easy mode mandatory to enter the harder mode. And then the easy mode is basically a mechanical introduction to the harder mode. And the easy mode is basically, it's actually at this point in Final Fantasy, they do it very much so that um, they will always add like a major mechanic to the more difficult fight. But a lot of the mechanics in easy mode are the same ones as in the harder mode, but with a lot more tell, with a lot more AoEs shining to show you that this will hit you. But at the same time, if you do stand in it, it will kill you, right? You can wipe. Like, you can't just face tank it all because it's easy mode and you can just play more healers. Mm. It will, you do, you are forced to learn it in a way, but it's made so easy. And, you know, it's like teaching a kid not to cross the street when there's a lot of traffic. Like, make him do that wrong once, right? You won't make that mistake again in a way, right? Like, but. You know what's the crazy thing though? Um I feel like they sort of recently did this in a way. Um because mm-hmm. one of their last big like end game releases was Sunqua Peak Challenge modes. And that whole fractal is consists of like different bosses, um and each boss is basically one mechanic that comes back at the final boss. So you go for like one boss that teaches you to jump up, you go for a boss that teaches you about like the meteors. And then the final boss kind of combines the stuff together. And that's also just about Fractals in general. I really like that Fractals has these skills, you know. Um, I I really wish that we would have something like that to gradually de- introduce people to stuff. But I feel like they're, you know, they, they they know about this sort of stuff, though. You know, with, like, Vil Guardian, like, at the start, they have, like, the free things to mm. sort of introduce it. I just wish they'd apply it more, you know. Yeah, like, I, I just wish it would be a more general thing, right? I did yeah. I, I did an analogy once a while ago where I, uh, you know, jokingly drew up a difficulty ladder for each game, right? And in Final Fantasy, you can very clearly say each step of the ladder, right? You can say easy mode dungeons, easy mode strike mission, easy mode yeah. trial boss, you know, and so on. And in Guild Wars 2, you just, you, you have some of the letters being incredibly close to each other, and then there'll be a huge gap to each other, and mm, then the first letter will come up again, because it's actually partially, parts of it are harder than that, you know? it's uh, And it ends up being like, like just a wonky road, kind of. It lacks that stable, gradual progress in a way. Thinking about and it as well. I, 
Yeah, ESO does that as well. Sim- something similar to Final Fantasy. They they have like the normal version of a dungeon, and then they have the veteran, and they do that with raids as well. And actually, they're called trials in ESO. And in trials in ESO, you can actually get into them at level ten, which is not the highest level that you can be. So you can actually go in there and you get buffed up in terms of power, and you get an experience of trials. Um, I think you can go in technically before that as well, but like you can you won't have many skills or anything, but you can still do the raid. Uh, and then the veteran version is obviously where you you know it's a lot tougher but the mechanics are still there but they're not as hard hitting they don't destroy you um so you're actually able to like maybe learn but i don't don't think they're the best way to learn but they definitely have that difficulty scale whereas right right there is no like easy mode dungeon like raid specifically it's just like here is the thing and then there's Mm -hmm. the challenge mode and it's like okay hmm in a way, I it's think like, what I this. Uh... Right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, <what laughs> this course. No, no but okay. I feel like to to sort of sum these things up, how I think about it now, just listening to all of you, I feel like Strikes did a fantastic job at like giving people a taste of what it's like and mm. maybe giving them some interest. But maybe they didn't really do as much of a good job actually teaching people like how mm-hmm. to play that sort of content. I, I think it's that's... good that they're there, but they're like yeah. I think they're just like twenty percent of what they could or should be in a way. Right. Like... The so what we're saying is that there was an intention with strikes, but that isn't essentially what it ended up being. I don't think it's it's done as well of a job as it would have been great if it as I would have hoped it would, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, as I think the intention was of them mm-hmm. being. I think it's difficult. I would agree. Not... Yeah, I think I feel like that's yeah. Probably. It's a mean. It's like yeah. a mean complaint of mine, right? Because like, like you can always complain about something not being as good as it could be. But I think in this case, it's just like a real, oh, I don't think you're. Like you're you I don't kinda... think it's like out of the. You know, I think a lot of people we've just all kind of agreed with you. <laughs> so I don't think it's an unusual <laughs> thing to say. Like it, it's not like it's not being mean about the game or anything like that. I think it's you know it's something else they tried with the intention mm-hmm. of doing something and they didn't get there. So maybe, yeah. you know, they're going to try something else in the future or maybe like a lot of people play that content and it's actually an additional thing which people do enjoy and farm and that's make it successful in a different way. It doesn't mean it's, you know, yeah, uh, bad yeah. necessarily. It just means it maybe didn't meet the requirements of what they actually were intent to do with it in the first place which is unfortunate but sometimes you know it's people play strikes more than they play raids i mean they've got to you see you see permanently groups up people have, just jump haven't in they in. haven't they like kind of really like uh hasn't the activity there gone down quite a bit i think I've, I, because i don't really play the game actively and i haven't since i don't know were, really i know that people go in there people have told me that they came out oh people kind yeah, of yeah. Fell off. Fell off that That's the thing. mission chain. And maybe I should have put dragon response missions in as well because there's another. They one. do not count. I, I mean, know. I think ultimately, if I were to summarize, and I kind of realize this, I don't know if any anyone else shares this, but like Icebrood Saga was a season with where they tested and tampered with so many instanced storytelling. I feel like this season has been so drastically different than any of the others really for Mm -hmm. like the the things that they've been trying to mess around with there has been so much story that has been tied that's the next podcast proof don't do that (laughs) 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 that's literally the next podcast 
Dash, you're going to be a new one on Tuesday. Good lord, that's the next podcast. Save it. I'm not inviting Crew fan. They aren't necessary. I wouldn't classify them as endgame content. I think it's just them trying to figure out how to tell the story. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could say something, but I've literally never even played one. Like I could I played... literally ramble about this for like two exactly. hours, um, so I'm not going to do that. Hmm. But I agree. <laughs> well, then that's that's good because it's going to be a podcast on DRMs. Not maybe it might be next week actually after the latest one, but maybe the week after. Um, uh, but yeah, new content means the death of old content. I think with raids, I think in a way that. That is that is pretty true for most of the things, but at least I think they do a good job of making other stuff rewarding enough to go and do that. Like I'm I'm thinking of like meta events where you need stuff for where you can farm like and the check stuff. You can get the legendary stuff. You can get the you still need to get the infinite amount of currencies there are out there for different things and weapons and skins and la da 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 and everything else. So I think there's a lot of stuff to do in the game i think a lot of the time maybe people don't know what to do and where to go unless they've got a goal specific goal in mind but um i don't know i think we're gonna we're probably gonna kind of wind up right now because we've been going for like two hours and 45 minutes uh (laughs) and uh i know it's my fault um (laughs) i I started to write this up and then think about it and i was like god damn Um, I always think it's a good thing when you end up going a little bit longer. It kind of means that the discussion was engaging. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Or you talk... Wait, I put way too much stuff in this. I probably could have done the podcast on each each one and saved myself some topics for the future, but it's okay. We're going to fight. Let's go. No fight. Um, Everybody wants Kong for fun. Is, is there anything else we need to say about strikes? I don't think so. I think that's going to be the future. What do we think the future... Do you think they're going to stick with Con? Right, so for, I'm going to end it with a couple of questions. Are we going to have more raids? Do we think that's going to be a thing? Or is it that they've said that they're kind of not and that's going to be it? What do you reckon, peeps? Are we going to have more raids? Chat, what do you think? I, I, I think so. I, I think, think we'll so get too. more raids. I, I, I feel like, at least like with End of Dragons, I, I, I feel like they want to, you know, just make sure everyone is kind of happy and excited. Like, now, it will be the perfect time to release a raid. Like, I don't know, like a month after the expansion or something. Um, so I hope that's happening. I, maybe my hopes are too high, but I, I feel like we'll get some End of Dragons raids. I actually think strikes might be done. Um, I, I'm not sure if they'll add more strikes. It, to me, it feels like, you know, they, they've sort of stepped away from it for a bit. I'm not sure if they'll return to it. Oh, you know they they wanted to make a ramp and it's kind of done i guess maybe. i know uh, maybe. maybe i feel like they'll go back to rates that's true good point good point i, I feel like they will ever... too you don't think they'll ever <laughs> ever go ahead yeah i don't think oh, they'll ever have a focus on rates again okay. i don't think the game will oh. ever be again I don't think they'll ever commit to like one raid a day ever again. I think they'll maybe do one more to wrap it up and have one that's Kenta themed. Maybe two, depending on how long, you know, stuff goes. But um, I don't think they'll ever be. Uh, uh, there will never be a focus. There has never been, and there will never be a focus on raids in Guild Wars 2 to that extent where I'd be happy with it. Um, and yeah, maybe they'll do strikes, but I don't think, you know, maybe one or two, but. 
never to the point where you'd actually and i think that's the big problem never to the point where you actually like kind of keep the community happy in a way right because mm -hmm. you can you can throw a dog a steak once every month and that dog will still be hungry most of the time right even though that steak is good right it's 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 it doesn't it's sustain analogy. that. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm terrible with analogies. Okay, you know, it's just like Come it doesn't on. like. Th there's a reason that the community is as small as it is, and it's not just that people aren't getting into raids or that you know the difficult the letters are not. It's because every raider at some point stops because waiting nine months for the new content you care about isn't enough, and that's why community raids will never work unless they actually improve that cadence. And no matter how good they are, they will never be that good, right? Like, because of just that reason, I think. So I think... Um, and, and I think they see that. I think they see that raids haven't super worked for them. Mm -hmm. And um, the amount of dedication it would take to make Guild Wars 2 a game that raiders feel at home in uh, is more than they would ever want to... Um, whatever want to commit to you know so maybe they'll do one or two to appease the existing raid community to you know maybe stop people from being quite as negative about the game because a lot of negativity comes from that crowd right but um i don't think the game will ever be a raid game in that sense right so strikes fit that formula better i could rather see them put out a strike every patch in a way then i would agree i would agree that i feel like they could do probably like two strike missions oh, it's weird because are they going to do fractals are they going to do dungeons there's a lot of like categories that they could start to bulk up with the expansion but i i kind of agree with lara as well mostly because of the legendary armory i think if they're going to try to sell the legendary armory as is like a marketable thing for people to mm. get into with the expansion. I don't know how it's going to be tied, if it's going to be locked behind the expansion or if it's going to be a feature. Either way, but I think with a legendary armory on the horizon, it would probably be better to at least try to invigorate the raid community a little bit. And by doing that would probably be adding at least one more raid or two. I don't think... It, it will have to depend if... If they do put out a raid and it is very well received and it was very well crafted, then they could probably still go with that. I mean, we did see like the drought period. The raids really kept the game going and I then they stopped in. that and then they lost the community. I do want to add in that I think almost every raid has been well polished and almost every raid has been well received in general. If you think about oh, like yeah. Wing 5, or, like the Kadeem raid, people, mm -hmm. you know, what was like going nuts about how pretty the raid is right wing six i mean and and wing five you know every, like i think in general people receive raids pretty well and yeah so yes, i'm not i'm not concerned you know, about like the execution but, of it because following the track there's always a possibility where it might not but it's i guess it's it's ultimately up to them and what they want to do yeah yeah because i feel like they just they tend to go to other things and then leave a section of the game a little dry for a while. The reason why I'm always skeptical about this is because as a player of the format and a fan of the format of raids, I always feel like you're being appeased, like you're being told, oh, it's on the table. Don't quit the game quite yet. Who knows? Maybe, you know, but you always feel like you can't really trust it. You can't really believe in it and you can't really get hopeful about it because there's you'll only kind of get disappointed in a way, right? So, like, I'm not 
ever gonna hope for Guild Wars 2 to put a focus on this anymore, right? Because I just feel like it's not, uh, you know, it's too unlikely in a way um, to really, yeah, yeah, put put a lot of hopes on that, if that makes sense. That's why I kind of dislike the whole, yeah, it's it's not out of the question kind of thing. And in, in a way, I'd almost rather have them say, no, we're done with it. Prepare for strike missions. We're going to do strikes. Yeah, that's the know? thing. I think until they say, I mean, I think they've said in some way that they're not focusing on raids at the moment or, you know, there's not really a focus on the future. That kind of put them to yeah. my head that they're not going to. But at the same time... He he reacted to a Reddit or, or like a post or something where he said that they're not working on anything at the time, but that they're still on the table and that they're not ruling them out as future content. Yeah. I think they said that yeah. about strike missions as well. Yeah. And that's such a like you know unsatisfying answer, and it's it's a good answer, right? Because like I would never like I wouldn't blame Bobby for saying that, right? Because that's probably the way they think about it too, right? I don't fully distrust that. It's just, it's kind of an unsatisfying answer in a way because it leads you wondering always, right? It leads you, it, it well, makes you always think. As well. Yeah, exactly. It like always keeps mm-hmm. you lukewarm. And, well, it's um, better than being like, no. I mean, if you got to think about I, it from... I, I'd rather, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of made that cut myself, right? Answers. I'd rather... Mm-hmm become active somewhere else then or, or yeah well or that's, the thing. That, that's the thing that's the thing though they want to keep you they want to keep want, you right? they want to keep you in on the hook but do they say. though because in other in other aspects of the game it's almost like the game is marketed as a game that you put down and pick back up later right so why do mm. they want to keep me and that uh, right that those two things don't really well, they, ha- they haven't have so. they so <laughs> there is that yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. well that's the thing i mean yeah. and I think I, I think almost as well you can't ever say that they're not gonna do a thing because they said they haven't they won't do a thing in the past, even before launch. We will not yeah. have expansions, we will not have raids. They said that. Yeah, true. They said that. Yeah. So like even if they said it, I wouldn't believe them. So it'd be it would still so even even if they said that I'd just be like, Well, I don't gotta believe you because you know, you didn't you said this in the past and it and it, you know, you did it anyway. So I think I think one thing we've been in that I've learned specifically is never to think like they won't do a thing because I thought yeah. I was like they're not going to do another expansion because the, of the way they've been talking about things um, and they did it for a long time and then you know this year and dragons and I was like very surprised that they were going to do that but a lot of things changed in the company you know I think you know Mike O'Brien left and I think um, like no disrespect to him at all but I think that was a very good thing internet i think that you know they changed the direction you know um, mike z went in there you know he he did good work while he was there until he left for amazon and i'm not sure who's at the top now i'm not sure if anyone knows specifically but you know i feel like their their ideas i think like stuff i mean does anyone know um (laughs) you know maybe a good way to like maybe <laughs> a good way to reiterate, maybe it's more. It's, it's not that I wouldn't say that there definitely won't be one. It's just that I don't want to dare hope for one in a way. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you don't want to be disappointed, and there's nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. Um, we'll and, get what we get, and we may or may not profit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think you know the expansion is going to be a big, you know, end of dragons, and you know, there's people thinking, you know, it's the it's branching into something else and it's gonna they're gonna have more expansions and stuff down the line maybe you know that's gonna be the next mmo what's gonna happen we who knows until it comes out um but for now we have these instances and this is what we got 
there is a lot of different stuff you can do. That is for sure. You can do dungeons, you can do fractals, you can do raids, and you can do strikes. You can still do dungeons if you get some people together and you go and do it. There's some people still playing dungeons as well. Um, um, you don't think that's why I quit? No, no, I went to Amazon. Um, <laughs> that's the, like that person who brought me back in 2018. Definitely didn't quit because you're our way. It's okay. I'll show that person. <laughs> I'm gonna go do it. Punch this kitten real quick. That would be funny if it was. <laughs> Um, and DRMs, yeah, there's loads of stuff. There's World View World. There's definitely a lot uh, to do in Guild Wars 2. And, you know, people say, people do say, you know, maybe Guild Wars 2 is for the more casual player. I would argue it's sure, but you can still play Guild Wars 2 in many hardcore ways. There's PvP, there's World View World, there is Fractals, there's CM Dungeons. There's, you just play the game, play what you're enjoying. That's that's what matters. There's stuff, playing so. music in Divinity's Reach for six hours a day. There I can know. highly recommend that one. Mm, yeah. There you go. And you can always, and you know, yeah, there is this thing where you know, pick up the game for the living story, and and, and you put it back down again. At least they're picking it up again. Uh, what I would say is the positive to take from that, I guess. Um, but yeah, you want people to keep saying that and uh, have. I think access, access is always the thing that's on my mind, um, and I think about that's probably because of what you know, mental health and stuff like that. But access is a big thing in gaming as well, being able to play the stuff. So that yeah. it continues to be uh, successful is a, is a very important thing, and they're still working that out, people. Um, okay, we're going to end it there. Um, is there anything? <laughs> yes, indeed. Is there anything anyone wanted to close out with on the whole discussion of like instances and stuff? Very quickly, is there anything anyone wanted to talk about that we haven't? I don't think there is much else. <laughs> I think we kind of hit it all, didn't we? That's a lot. <laughs> Any Pretty mm-hmm. You might say we got a full crit. I don't know. <laughs> well, I would like to go we... back to the topic of dungeons and reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think uh, I think we did a full clear just now. Oh! oh. oh. Winner! Winner! Allegentia. <laughs> Okay, right, we're going to end it there. Okay, thank you to my guests for today's very, very awesome podcast. I appreciate it very much. Lightbringers episode 12. Uh, we had Kruv Rocker and Lara. Last time, we're going to say, where do you do your things? Uh, where can we find you? Twitter, Twitch, whatever you want to advertise for yourself. Kruv, let us know. When do you do it? Oh, I'm well? going, okay. I first again. Hi, my name's Kruv. I do a lot of YouTube stuff. You can find me me at Kruf. um i do some twitch things as well i'm also on twitter sometimes and um yeah, i'm really excited twitter? about under dragons so you have to tell te- you, you can't just say i do these things sometimes without saying your actual i do like what is it twitch.tv slash oh Oh, 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 I guess I should work brush up on my marketing, just I guess. Google Kroof. You can find me at Kroof, just K-R-O-O-F in the English language. And you can find me at Twitch on forward slash Kroof Gaming with an underscore at the end of it. Because someone, I guess, has the name Kroof, and I'm going to find them. And I will kill them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm a very passive wow. person. But, um, you know, we work around it. <laughs> Thank you, Crew, for being here once again. Legend. Uh, Rocker, 
what do we do what do you do do you do the things where you do you do them if you want you sell that kind of stuff that you do what do you do you think well i don't, I don't really do much anymore i'm Fetch. i'm the disgruntled raid veteran guy that occasionally rents on twitter <laughs> nowadays so other than that i love to be on uh the occasional podcast but really uh go follow these guys instead i'm not sure what corner of the stream i'm actually in but you know everybody else go follow them they're going to provide you with a lot more content than me but um i guess you know you could join my discord if you like to talk about games and stuff we we do still talk about stuff there occasionally cool awesome but yeah do it. that's pretty do, much do, it do, do. rocker's good people appreciate you being here as well my friend thank you very much for coming in Thanks for having me. No worries, no worries. And then Lara, want to tell us about yeah. all the things you do, where you do it, what totally. the channel address is? I uh, I stream like five times a week, usually as Twitch.tv slash Trinity. Uh, I stream Guilters 2 usually, sometimes Guilters 1, sometimes other stuff. Mostly Guilters 2 though. Um, and I'm also on YouTube on uh, youtube.com slash Lorenancy. Nice and easy. I wanted that name on Twitter as well, but it was taken. So on Twitter, I'm Lara underscore IRL. If you're interested in my IRL. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I, re I really enjoyed being on this podcast. Oh, it's nice. like a good experience. Yes. And I will definitely give you all a shout again in the future to talk about the things. Um, otherwise, I am Jebro. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Jebro Unity. Uh, Jebro is taken. Um, <laughs> Unity is the name of my guild. Um and also on other places, uh, youtube.com slash Jebrioni. Same on Twitter, uh, same in all the places. Uh, Instagram, just Jebro, I think, whatever. Um, but otherwise, go and check out the past podcasts as well. If you wanted to watch this live in futures every two weeks on a Friday, today again is the 23rd of April, so work out when the next one is, around the 8th or so. Um, otherwise, the next one's probably going to be on Dragon Response Missions or something around the next patch, which is coming out, in, which is kind of the end one, the finale. Otherwise, it's been episode 12, I think. I'm probably saying it wrong every single time. Uh, everyone can give away... I think so. Well, the title says 12, but hmm, not, that's the actual case. There's another thing. Um, we're going to give you a wave goodbye. Uh, and then I'm going to come back. Bye, Ron. <laughs> See ya. Thank you for watching. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Let me just play this part for fine music as we go away. Thank you for watching the latest episode of The Lightbringers. Guild Wars 2 podcast. We will see you soon. Bye-bye.